I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And some people would look at that and be like, this is amazing. It's amazing. The world's amazing. The world this is amazing. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. Some people look at that and yeah. go, what a load of bollocks. Is that you? You are, you are taking money that isn't yours. It's fucking disgusting. What are you talking about? But I don't want to be part of that system. That's my frustration. Um, I disagree. That's so naive. I think it's a very naive perspective. Um, yeah, again, I, I decided that Weird Tales was the perfect place for me to have a breakdown. You don't have to take acid, but it does help. Oh, Green Dino! Hello, and welcome to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. With me, Tiss. With me, as always, Bob and Beef. This is Bob Shoy. And Beef. And we've got a guest with us today, Yasim. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> this is a discussion Quite episode. <laughs> we always have a guest on. Um, yep. Guest on? <laughs> we always have guest on. We always got guest on. Guest on. For the ladies. Um, we haven't done one of these for a long, long time. Yeah. Do you remember, can you remember how they worked us? Kind of. Go on then. That's a no. <laughs> uh, we're supposed to think of questions... For the discussion. Supposed yeah. to being the... We, we decide on a, a discussion topic. Discussion topic. Yeah. And, and then think about questions, which I've got lots of. Mm-hmm. Can I show you? Yeah, <laughs> that you thought of since the fish and chip shop. Well, still questions. It's good, yeah. <laughs> and what's the, what's the topic? Because it's quite... The topic is reality. Yes. Um, mm. So we sort of... We had a list of discussion topics from way back. And we thought, you know, time for another discussion. What one should we do? Um, so we put it to our guest, said, which one of these tickles your fancy? And, uh, he went with reality. So that's what we got. Yeah, it is. We are. And how are we feeling about it, guys? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling good. Yes. Um, I'm feeling like I would have preferred the questions in advance, but I don't mind free flirting with this. No, <laughs> just we're go where we wander and... Fly around. Yeah, we don't want yeah. you to be too organised and prepared, because we're not. I would have been, uh, been organised. I would have maybe spent a minute on Facebook or, or Google beforehand and maybe <laughs> checked out what the word reality meant. No, we, <laughs> don't, uh, we don't want facts, we want opinions. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right, so make things up. Okay. Yeah. If people want facts, they don't listen to our podcast. The, only, oh, the right, other okay. main problem as well with having the que- you having the questions beforehand is that Tiss would have had to have written the questions beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> Literally said in the Show was like, oh yeah, we've got questions, isn't it? <laughs> it's cool. oh, I've got a great 
episode coming up this weekend. Well, so, make up for we get, I think we've all got some pretty good episodes coming up, but one yeah. of them would have already been played because it would have been off the week before this. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, it was a good episode, wasn't it, boys? It was. Well, it depends. <laughs> it might have been mine, depending on how things Oh, you were great when yeah. we did that one that time. We just know it's not Tiss's that's going first. Cool. That's all we know. Mm. Sorry, so you can cut this off. Did, I might have missed this completely. Did you Did you introduce Yas? Hmm. Did, did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Get back to it. Sorry, my brain was just having a fart. I'm leaving that in. (laughs) (laughs) Cut that. Right, okay. So, should we just plough straight into it? Let's do it. Tiss, go first. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Remember all those questions you wrote? Oh, we're back, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Take my my hoodie off. I'm getting serious. All right. Do you want to go first? Not really. Um, I could do. I don't know. I feel like I've picked a whole load of questions which you've also probably thought of. Um, but I guess the thing with reality is you're never gonna. This this is quite expansive, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it was almost hard for me to write questions because it's so vast. The topic, like all the discussions, they're so vast in topic. I'm like, how do I get specific? So some of my questions I've leaned right into like a specific example, mm-hmm. and then some are just very like ponderous and broad and like the most obvious shit that everyone's pondered about reality mm. ever. Yeah. Like really cliche questions. Yeah, but, that you know, be the... there's no wrong answers. No, well, some of them might be wrong. Well, we haven't heard Tissus yet. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, am I going first? If you want. Um, okay. Let me just. Um... I mean, I could start with a real like obvious one just to get juices not... juices flowing out. Yeah. Do you want to do that? I've got a no, whole no, bunch no, of them. Don't, don't do that in case like I answer it really badly. There's okay. nothing. There's no wrong answers when it comes to something like this because. I reckon we're going to ask the same question. This is the most obvious question when it comes to reality, so we've probably both got this. But does every person alive, Mm -hmm. so us four as an example, um, how do we know, or are we, all perceiving reality the same as each other? That was going to be my question. Yeah, it's the most obvious question. Uh, It's the obvious question of like, the most obvious example of that is, you know, when I look at the grass, I see it as green. When you see it as green, because green is the name we're all using, oh. is it the sa- does it look the same to you or does it look like something else? Yeah, I always wonder whether, yeah, when I'm looking at someone, if I see the colour of their skin, is right. it the same, even if it's slightly out? Yeah. You know, or, you know, I don't know, maybe Tiss, when he looks at someone, he sees like purple skin. Well, colour, I guess like there's colour blindness. Yeah, but I, I've, I, when I was a kid, I re- it really panicked me that when I was looking... Right. You, what I was seeing wasn't what other people would see. So when I was looking at my mum, I was like, wow, my mum to my dad might not look anything like what I can Ooh, that's see. that's interesting. Yeah, that's it a used little... To, honestly, it used to freak me out. Did you, did you think you were the only person who, who saw like that? Um, yeah, I think so. I think I would, I don't know. And I used to think, I was like, do I see grass the same as other people see grass? Or does it, I don't know. I just, for some reason, I don't know if I'd seen like a movie or something. Right. But I just would always worry, I guess, that I was seeing stuff differently. What, just completely differently or just like the colours different or whatever? Yeah. Like a person looks completely different. Yeah, just the... Yeah, yeah. And obviously I was like, I can never prove that. I can never prove whether my mum looks the same Well, we all have different ideas of, like, our own perceptions. Like, you know... um, some people might think something's really aesthetically pleasing and someone else thinks it looks like shit. Case in point. 
some people would look at that and be like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And some yeah. people, there's probably, there's a video uh, looping behind us. It's called um, Electric Sheep. And it's, <laughs> it's computer programs talking to each other. Yeah. And creating shapes. And some people would look at that and be like, this is amazing. It's amazing. The world's amazing. The world this is amazing. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. Some people look at that and yeah. go, what a load of bollocks. Is that you? I know. I'm sort of somewhere in the middle. I'm sort of like... Somewhere in the middle. What a load of... It's all right. (laughs) What a load of all right stuff. (laughs) What a load of all right mediocre bollocks. (laughs) No, I'm like, yes, I'm like, neither here nor there on it, really. It's just mad. Swings around about something. Yeah. So, yeah, I know. So, obviously, people already see things differently to each other. Yeah. But is that just a difference of opinion or are we actually perceiving reality? Different to each other. Thanks. I'm gonna. Can I pop in? My question. The wording was slightly different. Right. Go on. Um, so my my question was about physical reality. Is is the only reality physical reality? Because what you would experience that feels real. And I'm talking about. We've all. Oh, I'm sure all of us at some point have had a dream where you wake up and you're like, man, that was really real. Yeah, that was insanely real. I actually had a couple of really vivid dreams this week. Yeah, yeah, they were so and some of them weird feel, and real. They feel more animated than actual life, yeah. don't they? But that's not physical. That's your head. Yeah, that's all in your subconscious. So, yeah, so that kind of ties in, doesn't it? How do we all perceive reality, and what? Yeah, what's it like for each of us? It's a deep question to start with. Then yeah. I mean, it is. Can I, can I just jump in and say words? Yeah, go yeah, yeah. for it. Okay, so. So there's some similarities in both the questions. Um, um, so I like to think about it in two ways. There's one is my perception driven by my eyes. So what I see mm-hmm. is different to maybe what you do. Do you see kind of, you kind of, met, you kind of spoke about this in terms of maybe our eyes, our eyes ourselves are quite different. So we take in different amount of lights. We have different number of pigments. So mm-hmm. colors are slightly different. Um, what's interesting about what you were saying actually is your paranoia associated with like it was the like worry paranoia. about yeah. it like oh my god right. am I the only person dealing with this thing I don't know if that's like a, a thing you get when you're that is kid. really like that is like childhood worry of just like am I the only one yeah seen yeah this? yeah why am I different why am I yeah and it was yeah it wasn't like a, I don't know I just always used to think what if they can see what if that person looks completely different I don't know. Do you know? Do you know what's kind of actually funny? I had something very really similar when I was a kid, and I used to hear this sound. But I'm an adult now. I know that's just ringing in my ears. Mm-hmm. But I used to think I was the only person hearing that sound. Well, actually, me and I used to think my dad used to hear it as well. I had no <laughs> evidence for that whatsoever. But I just, I decided. <laughs> I, bet, I bet he hears. And that's why we bonded. <laughs> the one thing we bonded over. We didn't play cats. We shared this weird sound. Um, <laughs> but he didn't know. <laughs> he never talk about it. Every time I mentioned it. Um, uh, but um, I used to find that quite nice. Actually, I used to like kind of feel a bit more special. Yeah. And a bit more mm. like I, I was a bit of an individual who was perceiving the world in my own kind of introverted way right. which was quite nice as a kid I think as a kid you can sometimes do that you feel like you're really really special and that will be manifested in various ways and for me it was a sound maybe for you it was mm. this uniqueness in seeing your mum in a particular way maybe that's something to do with like your mum and the, the connection you have mm. with your mum mm. and you yeah, want maybe. to see her in, a, in her in a particular way that only you see her because you have that but I don't know if you have brothers or sisters or pets or yeah, I've got to, yeah, I've got two brothers. Yeah, okay, but right. yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that's that's true. So, so, so that's why I can smoothly actually it's moved into the, the second thing. So it's the, the 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 sensory part of how different our senses are, and there's the brain part. Um, so how do our brains act differently between ourselves? I went to quite a good talk yesterday on um, uh, treating therapy using MDMA. Um, okay, really, really good, really good. Um, the side did you talk, go to that? 
No. Just, it was like down the road, man. What's wrong with you? It was free. He was mopping down on the sofa watching The Simpsons. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> when I got in here, The Simpsons were on, actually. Yeah. The Simpsons was on. Turned it off. And Lydia was chilling here. <laughs> Should we put The Simpsons back on? I've got a box set of The Simpsons that I got. Um, season 1 to 16 from a charity shop for £6. For you Americans, that is... Probably six dollars by the time. <laughs> yeah, probably eight dollars. That's that's a bargain. That's bargainous. It's. Can I just point out? It's not. It is no official. <laughs> no official. <laughs> it's no official. It's, it's got off the back of a truck. Yeah. Taped over. It's just sixteen Sky pirated discs <laughs> taped to the bottom of a frisbee. Someone's <laughs> someone Sky Plused it. Yeah. Definitely. Anyway. Anyway. Right. right yeah. Get off the Simpsons. Um, mm. What were we tangenting from? MDMA, MDMA. Okay, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. So um, he was going through how uh, people go through trauma. Uh, they've tried various cures to try to kind of make them better from... Usually people have started with trauma from a young age, they've usually been quite abused from young, and then taken up some kind of addiction. And what they found is if they actually looked at their brain, so part of the many things your brain does and brain has, there are two things, and I'm going to massively mispronounce both these words because I'm heavily dyslexic. Um, the frontal cortex, okay, got them mm. right, and the amygdala. Amygdala? Amygdala, that's the one. Amygdala. Okay. Uh, the, she was the queen of Naboo. Oh, okay. uh, that's good. <laughs> oh, amygdala. Yeah, amygdala. <laughs> queen amygdala. <laughs> so, so the amygdala. 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 Um, that controls your fight and flight response. And your frontal cortex um, looks at stuff like how you... Um, have empathy and how you problem solve and how you form attachment and kids when they were young they were uh, subjected to trauma and that caused their fight and flight response to grow so their um, um, uh, is, 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 is larger when it when it comes to interaction with new people uh, comparatively their, their frontal cortex is, is smaller mm-hmm. when you take um, normal conventional people you'll find it all the way around where their frontal cortex is actually bigger so what that's showing is that when they're introduced to a situation if they've already got a predisposition for um, their their fight and flight response to be uh, greater, that's how they interact with it. So mm. they'll go into an event and they will perceive that event differently based on how their brain has been formed from from young age. And this is why when you're young, it's really, really important to to treat a kid well and like be nice to them and give them love. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't, isn't it? Um, isn't that is set, isn't it? Your, or the way your brain is wired is like, that's the way I would word it anyway. That's pretty much set, isn't it? By the time a kid is like five or six, is that right? Mm, I'd say. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not a scientist. Um, I've read <laughs> some stuff. Um, in in from from what I've taken, I can take what I've taken from this talk, and I can just take myself and my individual um, changes for I've, I've lived for I've, my life, and I know I've gone from different states of mind, different ways in which um, I've gained more confidence or more creativity or more problem solving skills and or, or different ways of interacting with like love and different ways of interacting with like family mm. and those have been developing things and if, if, if my brain is the conduit for those interactions and for, for me to exist in the state I am now it must have been through changes in, in brain type if I was at the example of what I saw on that day which was only yesterday um, they were treating trauma so they were trying to address this issue they were giving them MDMA and that, that enlarged their frontal cortex they had a greater empathetic and, and attachment to their therapist and actually caused them to not have this fight and flight response when they um, were talking about these certain traumas and, and as a result of it um, the, the fight and flight response shrunk and became oh, right. smaller um, uh, as, as, as they kind of 
weren't so reliant on it to deal with certain situations. Mm -hmm. So I'd say to answer your question, I, I think your brain does change as you, as, as you develop, not, not just past, um, teenage, um, childhood. I mean, there's a lot of talk about like, um, well, I read in a new scientist article, um, about your capacity to learn. And actually we think our capacity to learn stops at like 18, 19, 20, and we fall down, but actually that's not completely true. It's certain things become better and worse. So like at from the age of, thir of, of 30, you're your ideal for learning a language. Or, or, or... Uh, I, I beg to disagree okay. as someone who's trying to learn a language and feel like this is fucking impossible you, compared you know, to when I was you know, You know, they have that, like, that standard bell chart, yeah. okay, of the average is 30. You're probably like down here, they're like the only one person yet. Uh, I find learning, trying to learn a language now, almost like my brain will not take in more information. Really? Yeah. It, it, you got any better with the German, or is it still? Uh, I basically have taken a break until I can do a proper course because I'm 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 treading water at the moment. Just uh, living in uh, Vienna, mm. much easier because I have people around me talking all the time in German. And then when I get back here, it's suddenly it's I'm I'm on my own reading again. I've got a lot of conversation. I'm not trying to make conversation with each other. And I just can't take it in. I've got to the point where I'm just like I need to be talking to take more in. German meetups. There's no? loads of German meetups in Bristol. Oh, you're not in Bristol, you're Monkeys. No, no, Monkeys. Um, um, second thing, they're Duolingo. Yeah, that's what I use. But there's only so much you can do when you're on your own. So what I need to do is, because um, eventually we intend to move back over there, but that's probably going to be in like five years' time. So when the time comes, it's like, okay, I'm probably moving in about two years. That's when I'll probably go full hog into mm. really yeah. joining like a, a learning group of people, getting a proper tutor. There'll be places in Leeds. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like. Do you know what I should bring back? Pen pals. If you had a German pen pal who you German... But I need to talk. I need to actually have conversations. I feel like I can only learn by actually like Wording it. talking yeah, okay. and talking with people. It's the same with anything. It's even like with someone getting jobs. I can't sell myself with a piece of written paper or a CV. I need to go in and Indeed. talk to someone, yeah, but that's yeah. not how you can get jobs anymore. Yeah. Even to just be like a fucking shop assistant, they need your CV. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when, when I was a teenager, I got my job by like knocking on doors and saying, <laughs> you got a job. Yeah, yeah. I didn't need to give them a CV. And I think it's bad that the only way to get a job now is with a fucking CV. What about if you can't sell yourself on a piece of paper? It'd yeah. be like the biggest grafter ever. And yeah. Not, yeah. Exactly. That that's that is reality tangent. though, isn't that's it? That's a real tangent. Yeah, <laughs> reality. No reality. Is, the reality is you need a CV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that my question? Did I, did I complete that work? Well, it's just we're just chatting. There's a <laughs> yeah. discussion of very free flow. Oh, okay. Like okay. they ponder off, they go on and off topic. They, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like I find I edit less on a discussion app because it's just four of us sitting around having a chinwag. Yeah. Okay. But talking about um, our things. senses, I find yeah, yeah, go from. Um, I find sensory uh, stuff really interesting, particularly with some of the kids that I've worked with. Um, and it's something I'm, autism is something I'm becoming more and more interested in. I'm trying to educate myself about it as I go along. Yeah. Um, because it's, and have any of you guys seen, they do adverts now where it shows you um, what it what it could be like to look through the eyes of someone who's autistic no, or has sensory issues. No. It's really interesting. There's a, there's a video, I found it, it was on Facebook the other day, there's a video of a, um, someone walking their kid for a, a shopping centre mm -hmm. and there's just all the lights of, of someone who's um, like hypersensitive when it comes to, yeah, lights, sound, 
Um, and it's not le- not necessarily loud sound. It could just be like like the kids in the videos walking past, and there's one of those like um, like electric toy. You know, you put a pound in, and it goes mm-hmm. around. Like one of those yeah, humming yeah. is like unbearable. The UV lights, or like the beeping from a shoplifter. What's it called? Those things like a security a security alarm. Thing. Yeah, or that that going off. And it, you know, the more I've worked with children with autism. I'm, I'm learning. I'm thinking their their I'm their perception of re- real life is so so vastly different to mine. It's like I always used to think when you come out of a cinema and all of a sudden it's like daylight. And you're like, mm-hmm. Whoa. And it's like a bit. It's jarring, isn't it? At first, um, and I'm very aware now that there, you know, there's just you know, obviously millions of people around the planet who their perception of reality is going to be so different to mine because they are hypersensitive to. So their physical reality is going to therefore going to be really different to mine, and it's going to affect all sorts of things like the way they socialise, um, the way that they learn. All that. It's- so this is like so this is saying that different people obviously perceive senses differently. Some people will have real sensitive senses. Any of your senses can be heightened to each other. Yeah. Um, so that's an obvious yes. We are perceiving reality in quotes different to each other. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you're seeing it differently, you're smelling it differently, mm. you're, you're tasting it different. But are two people who are, you know, quote unquote normal, mm. no hypersensitivity, just two mm. regular Joes, mm. um, back to the grass, is one of them looking at it and going, that's green, and the other looking at it and going, that's green. But the one, one of them sees it as what the other one sees it as red. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's, I guess that's what twists my melon, and there, I'm, I'm not expecting you to give me an answer because you can't, because you don't know, because I just love to well, look you can, at the you world. Can, you can do one thing, like you, you can, you know, objectively, like, objectively measure something, but you still kind of feel fall in the same paradox because you know every light wave moves at a certain frequency. So if if I said green has a frequency <clears throat> of thirty hertz and red has a frequency of fifty hertz, um, then we can define it by these measurements. The problem we have though is I'm still associating. The word green with a frequency, which is ties into a certain color I'm seeing. When you're yeah. saying green, you're saying red. You're again tying that to a certain frequency, which is a certain color you see. Um, so even your attempts to using objectification to to to, to narrow down um, the, the difference in them or to identify some kind of difference still falls in the same traps because you're you're bound by language. You're bound by what do I call this thing? I call yeah. this thing this, and only I can internally visualize and see it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's, it's when we start tapping each other's brains, I think. It's like um, a few months ago when there was the Yanni Laurel thing. Yeah, that was really interesting. That What's is that? the same thing. Did you not? You, you must know have it is because you, you messaged me about it and you <laughs> said maybe we can mention it some week news. Wait, what? Yanni Laurel? Yanni, yeah. Yanni Laurel. Yeah. It was a recording and it, some people heard it as saying the word Yanni and some people heard it as saying the oh, word Oh, yeah, Laurel. yeah, sorry. I, I didn't know what Yanni Laurel meant. Yeah, so yeah, that is another way that we're, we all hear things differently. And there was the dress as well. Yeah, you know, the, the dress. And, people didn't know what colour yeah, it was. Blue and yeah, black totally. or gold and whatever. And people were seeing it differently. It's amazing though how much that stir uh, controversy across the internet. Like, yeah. Difference. Because people get angry. They're like, no, yeah. you're wrong. And yeah. it's like, no, no one's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's ama- yeah, it's amazing why people thought that like yeah. they had to be right in the first yeah. place. Why can't the fucking idiots hear it's this? It's mm. like, because we're here to think different to each other. Mm. And that just proved it. And I just found that really interesting that... You know, we do hear things different to each other. We do see things different. What did you guys hear? Uh, Laurel. I heard easy, easy Laurel. 
Easy, yeah. Should we do a quick You're a fucking one now? idiot, mate. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do a we, quick one now, just to see how it's it? going. Yeah, well. There I was mean, a way better one that someone posted a couple of days later, and it didn't have as much. And it was a. It, it was, was a little like a, toy that glowed up. It was like, yeah, you. And he said, like, exterminate. But some people, it sounded just like something different. It was a really weird. It was, wasn't it like um, if you looked at a certain part of it? Oh, no, it wasn't it you had to think of the That's words mad. before. If you thought That's of the. Mad. No, 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 that was it. Right. If you thought of the word. It said, right, think of the word yeah, whatever before, and then when it goes, you'll hear that word. I need to find what okay, the this, fuck that was. Well, you posted it. It was on your Twitter, wasn't it? Yeah. Yanny. Yanny. You're insane. <laughs> Laurel. Laurel. Yanny. Yanny. <laughs> what? It's a 50-50 split. <laughs> Battle to the death. Yanny. Yanny. You guys are mad. Have you heard the, that someone got the frequencies and played both of them? Have you found that as well? No. Someone play, um, separated it. So basically, I, can't, I don't know how you... I don't know how to... Oh, I d- yeah, I you, saw... You could do it so you could pull the frequencies apart. Yeah. And it showed how someone could hear Yanni and how someone could hear Laurel. And it depends on how you... I think I saw the joke version of that where they pulled it apart and then it like rickrolled me or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I never saw the... the okay, I've got one. the one. This one was way more interesting than the Yanni Laurel thing to me. Because depending on what you think about as he's saying it, you either hear him saying uh, brainstorm or green needle, which is completely different. But I have to wait for this trailer to play before I can... Oh, <laughs> God. Is it a good trailer? It's for Fantastic Beasts. Okay. Right, ready? Right. So if we all think uh, Brainstorm, we should hear Brainstorm now. Right? Yeah. That's I had Green Needle because I was thinking of <laughs> No, you think of Brainstorm, <laughs> you hear think Brainstorm. Think of Brainstorm. Don't ruin it. <laughs> I'm going to think Brainstorm. It's a toy. It's a brainstorm. little light up toy that looks like this. Brainstorm, Brainstorm. Brainstorm, Brainstorm, Brainstorm. Brainstorm. Yeah. Now think Green Needle. I think Green yeah. Nah, I still got Brainstorm. Alright, play think, it from the think beginning. I can definitely hear both. Right. Green Needle. Green Needle. It's green if needle, you think Green Needle. Green Needle. I've still got Brainstorm. Oh, I've got Green Needle then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's green the needle. same sound. It's the same sound. And depending on what you're thinking about as you hear it, you'll hear it one way or the other. It's exactly the How same How does that sound. work? Fuck nice. <laughs> so, I, I, again, I watched like a New Scientist video on this ages ago. And um, they were looking at like, um, you know when you're at a club and you can hear uh, a beat going and it's a repetitive beat again and again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And then the, the tempo will change, but you're still beeping, bopping to the same beat before. And you'll do that thing where you miss a beat. Right. And it won't make sense in your head for a couple of seconds. And what's happening is your, your brain hears it the first time and then just plays it on loop. It doesn't bother with the rest. It, it, it works in this really efficient way sometimes. It'll only take in a certain bit of information and then it'll just work for that bit with that bit of time. Okay. And then it won't anticipate the change. And when the change happens, it, it can't deal with it. So in some ways... Because you're concentrating on like, you know, yeah, I just need the, as much information as this is, I need to know the beat so I can dance. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And you've got the information you need. You're not listening to like, oh, I wonder what they're singing about. No, you're there to dance if you're exactly. in a club. So you just, your brain just, you're taking in the beat. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, you're, yeah. Not, you're not actively listening. I mean, your brain doesn't actively listen, just like it doesn't always actively look at, like, look and understand stuff all the time. Half mm-hmm. the time it's like, person, 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 sweets, you know, but I'm not actually like, 
you know, thinking, what are these sweets? What kind of sweets are they? Well, who are these people? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm just identifying things really quickly. And our brain does the same thing with listening, I suppose, where we're just um, not actually actively listening to hear it, but just um, absorbing what it says at the beginning and then just going with it afterwards. Right. So maybe that's what's happening here where we've been told a word, we've thought about that word, it's, it's convinced our ears. And then after that, we're not listening. Yeah, we're just accepting it. We're just, we're just it's just so weird because if someone played that, Without telling you what to think about, what what would I have heard? Because I've only heard it with the anticipation yeah, of knowing, of knowing I'm listening for either this or this. If someone just played it when I didn't know what it was and just said, what do you think this is saying? I wonder yeah. what my brain would have instantly heard. Can you try a different word completely? Like, sorry, try like, out of feet. Try, try, try just a random other word. Well, think like feet smell then. Okay. No, it's brainstorm to me. Green instantly needle. instantly I go to brainstorm. Oh, green needle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so He's got us. Yeah. Like rock, paper, what scissors. <laughs> green needle. Balloon. Green needle. Yeah, apart from brainstorm beats green needle, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, Tiz, have you actually got a question while we've been sitting and yeah. discussing? Oh, God. Oh, wow. How much does language change reality? Elaborate. Well... <laughs> hadn't thought that far. <laughs> no, he has said something earlier which triggered a question right. in my mind. Uh, and it's something that I think about quite a lot is that language changes reality quite a fair bit. And if you know a second language uh, or people that have like a primary language and a secondary language, like people from Europe who know English or something like that, they can think in two different languages. So therefore they can effectively think totally different. Like in English, we can't, there's so there's, we're, we're bound by the language we speak. Yes. So we can't think of concepts in other languages, like in Japan, they've got concepts that can't even be translated. I find that really interesting. Can't when, be translated. when people are translating something for you and they're like, oh, there isn't really a word in English for it. I so guess what is the that? closest thing is this. So, so what is that? It's just sheer it, I think it's energy, more, isn't it? I, I think it's, it's, it's more than language. It's culture, isn't it? Yeah. Because you, it's like... Um, but it's, it's, if it's an you idea, you'd explain you it. So what is it? It's sometimes the failure to translate something is because there's a culture attached. So... Yeah. Um, trying to think of an example. I was watching QI and they were talking about cultural differences and how things are perceived in different cultures. Um, and they, they, uh, Stephen Fry was saying, in, I think it was the Philippines, it, using the word please can be seen as pushy. Right. Like, can you do this for me, please? Like, yeah. putting emphasis on the please. So mm-hmm. they don't say please very often. However, here, we're like hot and heavy on making sure that you say please and thank yous it's, you taught at school I think you, you know. could say please with a tone that's demanding you, no you could do you could but normally yeah. we don't perceive but it's not how we naturally we would it, no, see it. Yeah. see that's funny because when I used to go to Indian restaurants I used to find it kind of pushy when they'd always say please after stuff mm-hmm. but it was like it's a mimic of our us saying please all the time which is which is ironic actually because I'm be careful my words here but um from what I've learned about Urdu, um, is it's a harsher language. You don't say please and thank you very often. Mm. It's because you have a lot more um, uh, etiquette within, in like you know, for example, a friend is 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 called a different type of friend depending on where you sit on the French close circle. So you don't need to have please and thank you. So I'm curious if they say please oh, and I thank think. you more so because it's actually them trying to mould their language yeah. into English yeah, and exactly. not having yeah. those, those building blocks that you normally have in other parts of the language. It seemed like they were using please in a way that wasn't... Like they weren't using it how they knew how to use it. It was just right. like they were using it as a 
finishing the sentence. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if um, if language is sorry. There are certain concepts that we think we can't translate, but it's not that we can't translate. It's that we don't have the building blocks already in our culture to do a literal translation. Like trying to translate something using Google Translate, yeah. um, you know, is is a very quick process. You're transferring words from one to the other. Yeah. But there are it's, concepts. It's flawed. Yes, it's, it's massively flawed because, you know, you're taking a word and yeah. moving it to another word. It doesn't always work exactly. It, yeah, and my, my, my yeah. think process, think, thought process behind this is um, you can't you can't translate um, an idea, right? There's, there's, so there's an example of this. I was trying to find it on my phone a second ago. And uh, it's a Japanese term where they look at um, the state of being you're in when you're perfectly between doing the thing you love in terms of passion, doing the things you doing the thing you um, get loads of money for, get enough money for, doing something that that provides the greatest for society, doing something that provides um, I don't know great great uh, challenges in your in your life as well. All those things combined is this like self pursuit. Now we don't have a word for that in English. And in order to understand what that word is in Japan Japanese, we need to break it down to what is. Um, your, your, your passion, but also combined with your, um, your drivenness, but also combined your pursuit to help other people and put those separate words together mm-hmm. to get a new thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what we're lacking in translation is, is not understanding the building blocks to get to a transfer of concepts. I think well, it's, mm-hmm. and I was just thinking of, um, uh, Ricky Gervais was trying right. to explain this idea of how our cultures or how we perceive things differently. He was trying to explain this to Carl Pilkington and he was saying, if a lion could talk and speak English, you wouldn't be able to understand him. Mm. And he's basically, which basically means just because he can speak the same language as you, a lion is going to have a completely different grasp on reality, a completely reality. different idea of life Drop it in. Than, than you will. So even though they can speak the same language, he's going to be, yeah, the, well, what you're going you to see... You can't relate to what you're You can't you're relate thinking. to it because it's so massively different. Yeah. Um, and that's... Yeah, and I think that I think you're right. I think we... Yeah, with the... I can't think of it. Well, okay, so when I'm... Sim- similar, like a, I don't know. Okay, the, the slight tangent on that is... Think about a book. To explain what a book is, you need to explain what letters are, what words are, what reading is. What to stories get, what are. What stories are. Yeah. To get to that point. So if a lion's trying to talk and it's trying to say... That thing over there, it can't call it a book because it doesn't understand all that preluding information yeah, exactly. to be able to call it a book. Yeah, exactly. Or trying to, um, well, this is a bit of a tangent, but it's roughly the same thing. So, like, so we've got a house rabbit, right? Uh, and I get really, really cross when she starts like chewing away at the furniture. I know, I've been there. Right? Mm. Mm. I don't like whack around the head or anything. Because Rachel, like, no, she's an animal, so she's not going to yep. understand that's your table. She's just thinking, "Cool, my teeth Something need to get old." Well, nice to, to get on, yeah. And not even to gnaw on it. Just thinking, my teeth. Are, I need to keep my teeth in like good shape and make sure they're like so they don't get overgrown. So they yeah. go for the hard. Like, I need something hard to chew on. Table, I'm a rabbit awesome. for God's sake. I don't it's even know what a table is. I'm just going to chew that a bit of wood there. Yeah. But I always think this is um, this is. I never get bored of watching this with with my son and trying to help him. As he comes to terms with what something is, mm-hmm. and watching, and I was like saying to you in the car, wasn't I? I'm watching how his world and his reality is developing, um, and it's just yeah, I find it fascinating to to for him to actually like grasp for the first time what a spoon does. Yeah, and I, I just stuff like that blows my mind that we just do things without thinking, which is what culture is. You just something is so so ingrained in your culture that you don't even think about what you're doing. Like, yeah. 
when you've been driving a car for years, you don't really think about changing the gears anymore. You just do it all naturally. And you think about the things of learning to drive a car that you're obsessed of when you're trying to learn, like, yeah, you know, I've never, I haven't thought about since driving lessons, the biting point. Yeah. But when you're learning, you're like, I can't get the biting point. Yeah. You're, like, you're obsessed about the biting it. point. <laughs> yeah. And it's insane. I don't, I don't ever think about the biting point. I just fucking drive my no. car off. Not in an automatic, anyway. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so the, um, but the interesting thing about language is, is I sometimes these cultures will have um, you know words that mean things that we can't explain without using way more words. But I really like it when languages just take words from other languages and be like, okay, we just use that because we don't have a word for it. Like uh, something like schadenfreude. We don't have a word that explains that. So we will just use that word. Yeah, yeah. And most people will either know what it is or quickly learn what it is. Do you know what's funny about schadenfreude? I find actually British humour is a lot based on other people's it misfortune. Is. So why do we not have a word? Yeah, exactly. We did have a word. Well, we just called it humour. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is that what it means? <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, finding joy in other people's misfortune. Yeah. And it's a German expression. And so, um, you know, the, yeah, well, we don't have a word. Being reminded that your life isn't the shittest. Yeah, life it's around. like when you drive past a big load of a big, you know, queue in traffic, you're going the other way, and you're like, <laughs> wankers. <laughs> Schadenfreude. Yeah. Um, and they have a word for that, but it's weird that we don't. Yeah. And there's things, that's just an example off the top of my head, but there's loads of words like that. We use foreign words because we don't have a word for it. But languages are sometimes just absorb them in, which it's I find really croissant. interesting. Croissant. Yeah. Also really interesting in, um, in, it- in Italian, you can't say you love something. Love is reserved for yeah. love. Because they have multiple words. You can't words. just say, I love... Lamp, I love candle. <laughs> <laughs> Insert clip, yeah. That you do, though. Do you want me to put that clip in when you said it? Yeah, yeah. yeah all right. I love carpet. I love desk. Brick, are you just looking at things in the office and saying that you love them? I love lamp. Do you really love the lamp, or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. I love lamp. Um, but yeah, so, and, and I think in Japan or Scandinavia, one of the two. Close. <laughs> like, they're so, so, they're yeah, so similar. Doesn't matter. Um, don't the they have like 50 different words for snow? That's Scandinavia. Well, yeah. St- certain because, types yeah, of snow. Yeah. So they can, like, just through that example, they can think about snow in such a deeper way than yeah. we can. We'll just be like, we snow. will never get that deep about snow. Like, it's a bit hard. So yeah. to their reality, <laughs> snow is like. Magic, like it's more than it's more than just it's like a clump so of white. Of Every year they're shit. going to get an awful It's like lot of it snow. could be this snow, or it could be that snow. It could be fifty different types of snow. Oh, yeah, but we've got different crazy. types. I can, of I can imagine like knowing five types of snow, maybe. But yeah. don't you don't you think that we 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 have that same thing for rain drizzle. Fifty. Mm. Is that? I always fitting. Is that? Is that? Here, it's just lot, it's like fucking pissing down. Yeah, or one. It's too hot. That's the two Fine weathers rain. we have. It's too hot. <laughs> oh, I fucking no. Didn't have a summer this year. Although it was summer all year. <laughs> Still gonna is. Get- Gonna get another Indian summer, <laughs> and it's that fine, year, fine right. rain that soaks fine you rain. through. Always an Indian summer. Yeah, that's that year. fine Every rain. Year. Soaks you through. Fine rain. Yeah. Drizzle. Pissing down, spitting. But when um, when our friends from uh, Minnesota came Spring over, down. fucking brass monkeys out here. <laughs> but before fresh. um, fresh. we've got friends from uh, Minnesota, right. and she would um, she never understood. She's like, "Why well, you complain? It's too hot." Like we have it is summers. 
She she was well, used to say she was like our summers. It's like thirty degrees every day, and it's that's normal. That's a normal summer. I don't know what you're complaining about. And then when they came over, was it like I think it was April? They came over, and it was a week where it was like unbelievable. We had like some crazy five crazy degrees in London or something. Yeah. And she she at the end of the day she's like, no, I I get it. I see what you mean now because it was too hot. Like it was the heat was horrible. It wasn't like an enjoyable Mediterranean heat. Just clammy. What was this this summer? You mean too hot. Yeah, the well, yeah. This because year. I came from Australia, it felt like a little bit of a downsize. If I'm honest, it was fucking horrible. I was behind the bar all that. All I was during that period. The beast from the east came in when I was in Australia, and then I came back. I missed the beast from the east. So this is the first winter I'm going to have for a year. I just quality. had. I got two days off school. Beast for that. from the east. I just had like snowy Vienna. It was just yeah. snow. Oh, it was there you go. Yeah. yeah, it was lovely. But yeah. Normal, we normal Vienna. Vienna. It was it was freezing, but it was just nice. So um, another way language changes reality is something that's happening now quite prominently. Fake news. Is that a lot lot of language is changing in in modern society. Yeah, but that happens all the way through. Yeah, yeah, of course. Humanity. But um, because it's kind of a hot topic at the minute, it's kind of made me think a lot about... It does change reality, the way we talk about things. Right. The way we refer to things, even if your intention is referring to it in a certain way, if you use certain language, Makes think it about by it. default oppresses people or... Can't, can't say changes. man-sized tissues anymore. Can't say man-sized tissues. Well, it's like, um, you know... <laughs> you it's can't a, say it. It says like, <laughs> I... I can't even say it. It's like, uh, it says you glugged it. Well, I, I drank... Well, did you glug it? Because you said you glugged it. If you're glugging wine, you get an image of something. I've got another clip to put in here now. There you go. Milman had been glugging red wine with his girlfriend. Oh, pissed. No, I'd had about one glass. Did you glug it though? Do you know what? Says here you glugged it. Do you know what glugging is? <laughs> but it's the same thing, because they said the word glug, you imagine them glugging the wine. Yeah, yeah. When so they could language... have just been drinking it, because the way someone said it to you, you're that's perceiving your reality of the event that happened. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And, and pe- the things that people say to you change your reality. Like... Like salesmen, like people right. sell you stuff, but the product doesn't change. The situation, reality doesn't change. The only thing that changes is the words that they use and the chemicals inside your brain that interprets those words and changes your reality through those words, right? Yeah. Right. Well, it, and also we've never lived in a more um, like sensationalized time. Everything is very... We're thinking everything is bigger than it is, mm. and we are being led into a, a state of panic every day, because basically everyone is the media. Every, the media, everyone is either is the media or wants to be the media. Everyone's reporting news or putting their own spin on it, but they're in a wave of social media, so they have to sensationalize it and make people read their version of it. Exactly. So everything is described in the most sensational way, and it's it's almost like a self fulfilling prophecy. It's like, okay. So I've got to make people read my stance. This is what I think of it. I've got to make mine sound the most sensational. So everything is so sensational that we're all living in a state of panic of like, look how big everything is right now. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you have you actually experienced that though? You experienced? I mean, I can I can completely understand what you're saying as a, as a, as a as a topic like that. Mm-hmm. It, can, it makes a lot of sense. But I'm just thinking about have I ever experienced someone saying something to me in a manner which the tone and the language or my, my connotation of that word references something else, it's exaggerated. But I'm not talking about the way that people say it. It's, it's, I'm, it's, it's social media. It's the way everything's written, the way we're reading, and the big 
headlines being so sensationalized because there's never so guess much competition. What happened. Uh, Even a list like that, exactly. Like you, you won't believe this. I won't believe it. What? It's so like dramatic. Yeah. Everything is very. Yeah. And like, no wonder, like, we live in a society where everyone is suffering from anxiety more than any time ever because everything is and like. Headlines are all sound on bites. You. One yeah, sound bites are just. And they one have thing. To... Yeah, sorry. Put it on Facebook the other day now. So, any social media is someone putting something, posting something, and they yeah. wait to check the source. Yeah. And then someone comes, oh, you fucking twat. That was new six months ago and it's been false for like, you're like, so, so, you know, pe- people are so hit up about, you know, being right and making sure people you know it started a few years ago when people like I think you'll find your grammar's wrong in that sentence you're like fuck it so what let people have their grammar wrong who cares like just why is it such a big it does seem like something on Twitter and and, well it's because I go on Twitter more than anything else but like you see people debating and the way they debate is so fucking I can't click on the comments on a tweet it just makes you want to like I follow people on Twitter who I'm interested in what they've got to say yeah yeah and any any time I've ever done this, I, I'm like, that was a mistake. But I still do it. And I'll be like, I wonder what people are saying about that tweet, if there's comments on it. Yeah. And it's always just full of c- You'll like read, all read at the least time. the first 10 and it'll be like, oh, what oh, fuck, what is wrong with people? Why have yeah. they got to weigh that in? Just contrary people just having to be different and having to say something different to what they said. Even if it's like a light-hearted comment. It's like, no, I think you'll find this. And it's just yeah. like, well, I'm, I, I, people I'm, can't say anything anymore. Like, I'm actually going to move this topic on because I don't need yeah. us to rant about social media <laughs> again, ever. I never need to I spend my whole life complaining oh, about no, social media. But it's, it's how language changes reality, you know, from a good day to a bad day, just through what people have said yeah. and that's the power of language and that's what I'm saying is our reality bound by language yeah. is it basically yeah. it can sculpt your reality the way that you're spoken to the way, yeah. the way you read someone the way you perceive something shapes your reality but it could yeah. also mm. then be just as freeing couldn't it once you've once you pick something up you know your your perception of your own reality reality could change you know you're talking mm. about that Japanese concept that might send you thinking well hang on I haven't even thought about that and reflect on the way that you live your life and, and maybe get you thinking more about balance or yeah, something yeah. so it can it could restrict but it could also be quite freeing it just depends mm-hmm. on how you look at it so one thing I find like quite funny uh, when you're ever at work and you've ever like meet somebody who is like a, a senior manager or he's like a someone quite high up and you sit in a big room and you have like a QA and a because of some organisational change where they're doing some management process and you you sit there and you listen to some dribbles and drabble it's all just typical management talk using mm-hmm. a bunch of typical words like synergy and collaborative and moving forward and that kind of shit at the end, you have your chance to ask a question and you ask a question and um, they'll say to you, no matter what question you ask, they'll always say, great question. And they'll respond by not answering your question mm. but because they've been taught to use the word great question because it, it, it makes me believe that I've been listening. Listen, he's been listening to me. Yeah. It alters my reality yeah. to make me think I'm, I'm, I'm listening. To, he's been listening to me. But obviously what happens is we're not all stupid people is we kind of think and we're like, oh, well, you've just been taught to do that. So, yeah. so I wonder if... But in the moment, I feel like half the time I'm still not like, he's been taught to that. I'm like, oh, I did, <laughs> yeah. I did yeah. a really oh, good oh, one. Me. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. He put a little star on me, like a little sticker and I'm, yeah. So, so maybe, maybe, it, does, great. maybe, maybe yeah. it does the first few times and after a while you're, while you're, you're normalised to it. And once you normalise yeah. it, you start detaching yourself from that warped reality someone's trying to give you into like your vision <clears> of reality. So maybe reality really is you're closer to 
reality, the more aware you are, the more aware you are, the more you've been exposed to things to kind of judge out what's authentic mm. and what's not authentic. But it's probably why, and I, I'm, I'd be the, the last person to defend politicians, but it's probably why now, more than ever, it's harder to be a politician than ever before. Because everything you say is recorded, and then, and obviously we've had newspapers, but I mean, instantly then reported straight onto a social media platform, and then you could go back and have that, you know, thrown up against you another time, and you've then got to defend that whilst also then trying to get your point across. And I think it's hard because it's not a level playing field either. If, if it's certain politicians, it's they get jumped on. If it's other certain politicians, it just gets brushed under the rug. Hmm. And that, so that, that, most people. Yeah. Most politicians do have to watch their back. I'm just saying as an example. And that's why, yeah, like managers are probably going to have to become better managers because people are clocking on to, yeah, what they're saying and what they mean. The the job I just left, the guy who was like the owner of the company was like super in that mold of like, I talk in manager drivel. Yeah. And everyone thought he was a complete cock. Yeah. Um, shout out to anyone I, I worked with on that job who we <laughs> talked about how much of a cock was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he, That's he, he, week. <laughs> he just talked absolute shit that he had, he had been told. Like he probably read a book that told him like nod and and smile when you say this thing and yeah, great question that sort of thing. Like, um, yeah. But he was also really bad at it as well and would be insulting in his poor grasp of the way that's supposed to work not only does that not even work anymore he was doing it badly is it because there's no sincerity to it oh yeah it's because it's like he read he's reading from a script as he said it to you yeah 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 and it's so obvious you could if you but that's the thing if you know the nature of the trick you're offended by it but if you don't then you're not and and even though you know a good salesman is following a sort of script or whatever they're good, you kind of let them get away with it. Whereas if they're bad, you fucking jump on them. It's, it's like... Um, you can tell. Uh, I was in I was in the Apple store a few few months ago. No, it wasn't. Last month. Sorry. Um, and uh, I was in there for a specific thing. I'm, I'm never the sort of person that will go in to any shop, really. I'm always like, all right, I need to go here for that, then there, then that, then I'm mm-hmm. going home. I'm never really, you know. So I was in there for a specific purpose. But the guy next to me... Um, spent over seven thousand pounds just by, and the guy, I was like, this guy was just, just going through like the salesman handbook, reeling off all this stuff, and this mm. guy was just laughing, laughing it, up. it up, yeah. And mm. uh, and the guy, my the guy who was selling me my product was like looking at him. I could tell he's like thinking, oh, God. this commission, like yeah, yeah exactly. nice sale. But yeah. I, I kind of, I, I liked the guy, you know, I liked the guy because he's quite, he seemed quite sincere. And like normally you go in and you know like the I was looking at the um, Apple watches while I was waiting. I was like, what is? I was like, you know, you've got the different straps, the different materials, and he's like, yeah, there's, that's the ceramic one. Don't get that's a waste of money. It's like a thousand pounds for a ceramic strap. He said it is strong, but a thousand pounds <laughs> for the end of the day, it's a thousand pounds. So yeah. at the end of the day, it's his his technique still worked. Being chummy with me and engaging, but that's his skill at gauging yeah. who I was. You know, I mean, there is than... something kind of fun about making a good sale, even I, even when you're not on a commission. Yeah, yeah. You know, all I did was sell beer. But whenever I sold like just, a big wad of beer for a lot of money, it? whenever they left, I was like, nice. Have you ever, ever told a really good lie, and then the feeling after telling a really good lie? Because uh, I tell some. 
some what? some whoppers. Some pucker, pucker sometimes, like. yeah. Sometimes you sit there and like. I can't think of an was, example. That was quick thinking. Yeah. No, I've never no, thought so quick. I can't, I can't think, think of anything right now. I'm pretty bad at, at that. <laughs> so I, I can't a, think of a I, good example. I had I had one like maybe last year where I'd gone to the Beltane in in Glastonbury. Right. Um and. Uh, I'd went to my girlfriend at the time and she just said, let's go. It was like a Sunday night and Monday the next day I had a training course uh, with a bunch of people I didn't know anyway. Um, and then I thought I'd make it back by Monday morning. I don't know why I thought that. And we were like, <laughs> Monday morning, we were sat around the chalice well meditating as, as the sun came up. It was really like, quite beautiful, but I was in no way going to answer my phone at all. And so I came up with this lie on the phone and I just said, uh, and it's weird how you come up with lies because you start piecing together bits of truth and you use those bits of truth to make sense in my head to make to make some kind of story and then pound it with some emotion this uh, is if you're good at it <laughs> yes 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 this, this, this is the reality i create um uh and so what i said was um oh i was my girlfriend had been cycling uh this morning and um you know i've been trying to convince her to go cycling more and not walk to the bus because it's just you know taking it too long and i really wanted to get used to cycling but i feel really bad now because she's gone out cycling and she's cycled down the bristol uh to bath cycle route because i thought it'd be the better place for her to cycle because it's away from cars but she but along the bristol to bath cycle route there's a, a bridge and she, her side of her bike clipped the bridge and she span and she hit her head. But, you know, when she called me, I thought she like hit a car or something. So I had to like go down there and double check. And I found her there. She's quite shook up. She'd hurt her arm really badly. I had to take her down to hospital. And I just feel really guilty that I've, I mean, I've encouraged her to cycle. And now she's like got this traumatic event. And, you know, when you describe that to a bunch of people in a room with that like emotion, confidence emotion people are just like oh i'm really sorry and they 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 fall into conversation with you about cycling and so you sit and talk about the dangers of cycling in bristol for a while and and then after that you kind of think wow that was really really easy and there's definitely a tinge of like do you think some of it is like they're just impressed with the story and they're like okay all right okay yeah no i mean they're people he forged a new reality i did they they sat me down they put their Put, the, put their arm around me and said, Are you okay? Is your girlfriend okay? Do you want to take the day off? I was like, no, no, it's okay. I'm going to try that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you try lying. Literally, the Bristol to Bath's like, beefy living out of How was I supposed to do this again? <laughs> right, should we go to another question? Yeah, yeah sure. That's enough on language. Who's next? Uh, right, let me let me now just try and... Um, so I've got a whole bunch. So now I'm trying to work out what we've done. What we've I've got, got a hot one that I would definitely want to ask. Um... Which will lead into into another. It's like a two part almost. Yeah, that was a long time on language. Yeah. <laughs> this might have been a, might have been a language discussion. <laughs> language, yeah, okay. nearly a language discussion. This is this is one that I'm I've always been interested in. Okay. Um, quite simply, the question is: Is there mm. any way mm-hmm. to be absolutely sure mm-hmm. about something like a reality? Like you're to be absolutely positively okay. No. So if I if I give you an example, so um, you take so my wife's a historian. But she's got lots of friends who are scientists. Now, she will explain a truth from her own perspective and she can be pretty certain on the evidence she knows that she's got a truth in her head. She could explain that to someone who's from a science background and they could completely disagree with her 100% because they're leading to a different conclusion with the evidence they've got, which is scientific. And Mm -hmm. scientific and historical evidence just don't work in the same, Mm. you know, so I guess the question is, can you be now in the way I see it, I'm thinking, well, you're you're both right. Both of those both of those um conclusions are, are right because you've 
there's not just one. There can't just be one truth. It's you know? told by other people, different people's realities. Yeah, exactly. So, say all four of us go into Bristol tomorrow morning, right, and just take a walk down the street, right. Say we was say we had someone that said, "Oh, um, go and walk down that street for a hundred meters. Don't talk to each other. Don't do it. Just walk down the street. Look at people if you want. Do you know? And then write an account of what happened." When you get to the other end, all four of us are going to have completely different stories. Hmm. There's going to be different elements. There'll that, be things that are uh, similar. Yes. You know, we walked past Burton's and we saw there was a woman eating a burger or whatever. We'll all notice different things. And oh, different things will have more significance to each other. Huh? Burton's. But yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> probably closed makers. down now, isn't it? Burton's. <laughs> it's a clothes shop. I know. They sponsored the England team in like 2006 or something. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so yeah. is there any way you can be absolutely 100% certain on something? I had, um, I'll just lay in my question into this as well, because yeah, really, I have one that's really similar, um, which is, um, how can any of us know that what we are experiencing is, is real? Yeah. How, it's a similar thing, like how, yeah. how can we know that this is even real, that what we are living in is real? Yeah. And how can we know, as you say, that anything is real, that anything really happened? Yeah. For me, yeah, nothing. You can't. Nothing, you can't. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a short And answer. the only <laughs> thing you can really do is base things on something that happened recently. or But but reality is constantly changing. So truths could be true for like one part of a day, but then it could be completely different another day. So does reality only exist because we're here to experience it happening? It's like the does a tree fall in the woods? If a tree falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it, it doesn't make a sound. Well, one of my questions would have been, if we're not seeing... Would have been. If we're not... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you hadn't have asked it first, oh, why If, I, if I had written some questions... One of, my, one, of <laughs> one of my questions would have been if I'd thought about it in advance. Um, if we're not viewing parts of reality, do they exist? Are they existing? Yeah. Is it happening? Exactly. Is it... Like, is the allotment out there... Is that actually there? If I look at if it... If no one's experiencing I'm it, is it even awareness happening? on it. But if I'm not shining any awareness and no awareness is on it... Which does um, it exist? Because it's um, this is the like whole Schrodinger's cat. It's what Schrodinger's cat is. I was going to say yeah, Schrodinger's yeah. cat. Yeah, you know, the out there right now, there's a dead man in the allotment, or there's no one in the allotment. So, mm. but, but nothing. But both of those are true until one of us actually experience looking out there and seeing what it is. Yeah, yeah. So the, I always like imagine the tie over between like there's a tree fall in the forest thing, and then the Schrodinger's cat is is like the observer effect. Yes. If you're if you're in that moment and you're there, it becomes a reality. The observer creates the reality. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And and when I think about like the tree falling in in the the forest example, um, so it's always happening. But what we call a tree falling is only really a thing for us. Otherwise, it's a sound. Like, like if no noise. one's there to hear it, but but what, but, but we hear it, but, and we call it a tree falling. I think mm-hmm. about the semantics of that. We're using words to describe this. We're putting it. We're calling it an adjective, uh, sorry, a noun, uh, falling. Therefore, it's doing a, a verb action and falling. We're giving it some kind of tangible reality by mm-hmm. saying a tree is falling. If I was to take all of us out of that, out of this room, out of the forest, it's a sound just happening. So, so I wonder when we talk about the reality of it, is that just the concept? We're giving it. Is the sound even happening? The drum isn't there to vibrate and interpret it. Yeah. Because otherwise it's just vibration. Right. Yeah. I guess. I the guess. eardrum is like create. It's not. It's receiving the sound, but in receiving, it's making it something that exists. It's making it into a if sound. If there's yeah. no one to hear it, there's no sound to be absorbed by it's anyone. It's like visual light. Well, but we can look at it another way. Surely a monkey would hear it. But a, but a sound does, does, 
does a couple of things. It, it produces, you can hear it, but also it will change the pattern in which element molecules move. So we could record it, not from an audio way of, of listening, but we can record it by atoms moving. Mm-hmm. So if we can record the changes in... But if no one experienced those atoms moving... That's true, they move in the same situation. It's the observer effect again. It it always just comes back to that. It's like on a a quantum level, isn't it? If you... They shot the particles through these slits and they couldn't be sure which slit was going through. And when you observed it, it would choose one. So it was like the particles would change when they're being observed as when they're not being observed. Right. Which is mad. So I thought thought it's like... That's like when we look at it, um, the... It's, it's, it can be anywhere at any point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's how quantum mechanics works. It just fucking shits everywhere. It's all about based on probabilistic theory of some shit. Chaos. Chaos. Yeah. yeah. And, um, as when we look at it, we are light obviously bounces off our eyes, hits that. And when it bounces off it, it moves it from where the position it was before. So you only really ever see it in the position in which your eyes locate at that moment in time. Yeah. Yes. Otherwise afterwards it's moved one. somewhere else. So you'll only ever see it in one place at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, crazy so, isn't it that's mad mental just a man it does there were a couple of things you guys were talking about earlier I wanted to get onto but I've forgotten what they are now about perceiving about perceiving what was the thing you were saying before um, it was about how can we be sure anything oh yeah, is yeah real? okay how yeah. can we be sure anything is real yeah okay so um, I always think it's varying degrees right so, so uh, you know we can I can say this table exists because this table serves a role of holding up some drinks it has a gravitational pull downwards it has a mass um, it interacts with me through a sensory way it's measurable um, and then as we move further and further from like from physical things to conceptual things into history past present future we, we kind of enter that world of, of like things becoming less and less in existence anymore so I think we can't be sure everything exists but we can sure certain things are more likely to exist and be in reality than other things. How can we be sure that we even exist? Because we already spoke about the fact that we're not even real. Yeah. I was, um, <laughs> we're not real. So what's, what's the, the, the Descartes? We're, uh, we're living in a simulation. No, that's so, definitely not Descartes. Yeah, it is. That's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> that's the quote. This is a no, I, th- I think therefore I am. I think therefore I am. <laughs> is, what, is the quote you're getting at? I but prefer his other quote, we're living in a simulation. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's making a massive assumption, though. I think therefore I am, but doesn't mean that you are just because you think. I think the process of thinking, of saying I'm reflecting... Creates yourself. That, yeah, creates yourself. Because mm. it, There's no you, self if you don't... Yeah, but if your that, brain doesn't contemplate. Is that contemplate. the ego he's talking about? Or the I? No, it's that fact that you are thinking about thinking. Mm. It's, it's you're trying so to just click to me. That was an amazing <laughs> thing to great. witness. The whole thing just clicked Thank in you at that moment. Therefore, I am. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> well, an interesting theory. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> think when I've been on am. when I've been on like tr- big trips. Right. There we go. Here we go. Is this a? Do you mean a psychedelic trip or just a journey? Psychedelic trip. Right. Okay. Thanks um, for clarifying. I do feel like the observer, separate from this reality. Right. So, so the idea that nothing is real is quite familiar to me because I've experienced, like, when you when you trip, you stepped out of the simulation. Sometimes, like. This situation can be like all jubilant and then literally it can be like that. Like my brain can release a chemical that will change this whole... Like it won't change for any of you guys, but it would like switch to a point where like... 
I don't know, my reality, nothing visually or sound changes, but because of the way that I'm feeling towards reality, it changes reality for me. Have you mm. felt that before? Uh, yes. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I've tripped pretty badly. Yeah. In my time. <laughs> but that's any, any, any narcotic. Yeah. You yeah. can, you can, uh, but I've, yes. I've been off the grid, like off the grid. Yes. Yeah, we know. What I'm saying, I've never like, been off the scary, grid. Scary, scary off the But grid. the, the mild narcotics that I've, uh, yeah, yeah. Dabbled in, even though, even as simple as like, you know, Alcohol. having some beer. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you're feeling like shit, sometimes, that's just going to make you feel worse and it can that even that will change your thoughts of the room so yeah, you yeah. push that brain altering chemicals up through stronger and stronger things yeah, and it's yeah. only going to exacerbate that effect on you yeah you know it's the fair. changing of the of the atmosphere in the room almost like you said yeah um so on trips and reality uh, my favorite um trip story i ever heard um was when i was in azora festival Go to Azora Festival. It's beautiful in, in Hungary. Uh, it's like a psychedelic festival. Well, a sideshow festival. And they have talks on every day. And there was a guy there and he was... A- I was just going to say now me and Beef won't be going to a psychedelic festival. <laughs> <laughs> they have talks there. Maybe they do podcasts. We're squares. Uh, <laughs> We're not. I'm, I'm a point dexter. <laughs> there are many squares there. There are many squares yeah. there have turned into... Um, well, actually, a lot of this like turned, turned into cool, <laughs> turned into cool guys. That's the place. Yeah, squares coming in and cool people. It's coming like a out. coolness baptism of yeah. an MDMA on yeah. your fucking hashtag beef takes yeah. acid. Yeah. It's good. They just yeah, throw you in, a, in a, a circle full of hippies. I'm not taking acid. Hashtag beef takes acid. I'm not taking acid. You don't have to it? take acid, but it does help. Um, <laughs> it does help. I don't want to go anywhere just, where taking acid helps it. It just no. speeds up the process, really. Like, <laughs> otherwise, it's a long, long number of years to get cool. Like. I don't want to be cool. I think being uncle is cool. As we're talking about me taking acid, I'm currently drinking strawberry Ribena. (laughs) It's a a juice box for those in America. Or a uh, carton if you're in the UK. Um, Talking about reality again. Yeah, yeah. Coming back to reality. Did I finish my story? Oh, sorry. Yeah, back to life. Back to reality. Okay. Um, So there was a guy there who was a connoisseur in in mushrooms. So he'd been taking something like... 50 milligrams of mushrooms right. on, on sitting. And he, he claimed that he had oh, wow. broken through reality right, and right. seen the simulation and seen the numbers. He saw the code. He saw the code, okay? And he was like, bruv, I need to go out into society and I need to get scientists, I need to get physicists, I need to get, I need to get biologists, I need to get all these academics and make them tell, take them take 50 grams of mushrooms so they can go down into that world, record all this data... And come no, out. definitely record that day tomorrow <laughs> while they're stripping yeah. balls. <laughs> and, then, and then come out and analyse it. And so we can. What if we they can... get on a different trip? No, it's the same thing. If you take that amount, you're going to you go, go to through. You're going to break go, through, go is what you're saying. Into the core. Really? Into the hard drive, and you're there. Into the hard drive. Yeah. Into the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah escape. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was convinced. Into the um, cave. Sorry, carry on. And, uh, and, and someone responded like, quite beautifully about. about um, the simulation theory because if you think about the simulation theory it in essence means that we've, we've gone from this like biological restrained finite human being into a godlike creature where we can live forever and what he said was you know wouldn't it be amazing if if, if we just move between um being this like finite person thing individual evolving digitizing ourselves and then becoming god- godlike and then realizing being godlike is shit because you've got everything and so putting yourself back 
into being a finite person again, only to want to go gravitate back towards being godlike. And that process is happening back and forth, back and forth through time. I don't, I don't think of simulation theory like that. No. Oh, really? I don't think we're recreations of our god selves. Okay. I think we're just like, we're not good enough for that. We're just like something they made, like a sim. Okay. And they just left it running in the corner and like, that thing's still going. Fucking <laughs> okay, hell. I've like, been waiting for the thing to crash. I'm... <laughs> I'm on Yaz's side on that one. I think it's like Rick and Morty, uh, Blitz and Chips. They play this game, and it's uh, it's a funny bit they do in the show. And it's like um, at this arcade in like a intergalactic port or whatever. Right. And Blitz and Chips is like the arcade. And there's a game called I think it's like Gary or something. And basically, Morty puts on this thing. And he goes into the simulation, and it just starts with him waking up as a kid, like, <gasps> and then he just lives this this guy's entire life. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then it comes back to reality, and it's like high score and stuff like that, like an arcade. And he's mm-hmm. like, what, what, what? Ah! It's like back in, and it's just like that's how I think it is. It's like this is leading this... perfectly into my next set of questions. Yeah, yeah, okay. perfectly. Go on. So back on because yeah, it's a little bit about. Um, Virtual reality. Okay. First of all, as as the world becomes worse, everyone thinks the world's becoming worse. We're all becoming fatalists. We don't, even though we're actually like we said with red peak laws, we're, the human race is more comfortable now than it's ever been. But because we're so comfortable, we're seeing the smaller things is way bigger. Hmm. Um, so we all think the world's ending and we're all doomed and stuff like that. But as the world's becoming worse, um, and virtual reality worlds are being created and becoming better and better. Mm. It's similar to the idea in like Ready Player One. Will people spend more and more time in virtual worlds to get away from this world if it just is more appealing? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think so. I think that in the future, drugs will be virtual. Mm-hmm. I think that experiences will be virtual. Um, if you can make an experience in a computer, like we've spoken about this a billion times before, right? And this is kind of a good example, but like porn, yeah, like how porn's gone. And then people yeah, who are people are hooked on porn. Right. I can imagine they can't have sex properly. Right. There is a, a, an epidemic now of, of, they of young people who have grown up because on they've, porn. They've pushed who, that threshold. Who is not? They've they've brought past reality. Yeah. They they've bought into the that that is sex. Yeah. Whereas that's theatrical. Yeah. And everyone, so older generations knew that was theatrical, but yeah. kids have access to it younger before they're understanding what that is and yeah. they're thinking that's sex so when they have it it's not matching up and so then they deval- can't enjoy it's it devalues the they real can't enjoy real sex yeah so surely but that's the same for anything yeah exactly the virtual experience of other stuff will devalue the real one it's like if i can go into a virtual game and box someone why would i do it in real life and get my head punched i already say it's if to I becca could do- every time she's like do you want to go for a walk i'm like walk around cheddington again this same old boring village like i can turn on my PlayStation and walk around like another world. Yeah, yeah. I'd much rather do that. Exactly. I don't know. I, th- I think you're missing out like a big part of like being a human being and that's the sensory experience of something. You know, walking outside. I find it boring. Just, you don't it's like, so boring you don't to like, me. Like fresh air. It's boring. You, it's not It's not boring <laughs> or not boring. It's, it's, it, it, I'm telling you it is though. In my opinion, in maybe, my reality, maybe it's boring. Maybe you're not paying attention I'm paying. I travel. I have this. I'm being. I'm being facetious. I do this all the time. Just so you, I'm being attacking on purpose. I love travel and I go around the okay. world and I visit everywhere. I don't always think I'm some sort of okay. shit. I'm. I'm challenging you. It does kind of but, fulfill that nerd kind of. No, I, I do. But also at the same time, I am happy to sit inside and waste my days away playing video games. 
I am yeah. totally happy. I love it. I love the creativity involved. I love okay. looking around virtual worlds that other people have made and witnessing mm. the creativity. More so than walking around my same fucking boring village again because it's the same. It's boring. Yeah, okay. I like going to new places all the time and I can't always go to a new place when I'm leaving the house. I don't want to get in my car and drive to another place every single time I want to see something new. Sometimes I just want to be in a new place right now. I'm going on a PlayStation then because I can't go to Budapest right now. I can't go to you know Sri Lanka right now. Um, I can't go somewhere new I'm just going to turn my PlayStation on because I've already seen what Cheddington has to offer yeah, fuck yeah. all that's why we need to get out of there <laughs> yeah yeah um, and that's why more and more like I, I need to live in a city because there's always things happening in cities that's changing events happening and I need to be around places where things are happening yeah because if yeah. I'm not and my brain can't take it some people are happy to live in one village all their life they love it born and bred yeah, yeah. and they just are very consumed of that small place and yeah. it satisfies yeah. them to me I need new so in some ways how you've normal, would have normalised a virtual porn you've normalized to the area you live in where it's having no actual it might even be that i've moved around so much as a child i've lived in chenington a year and i fucking hate it i've been over a whole year (laughs) and that's like too much for me to live in a small place like that because uh, um, as a child i moved around a lot Mm. and so i was always in new places and i always thought oh when i get older all i want to do is stay still i want have a family and get a house and stay still i'm sick of moving around and then you know what? When I actually, I don't, I don't intend to have kids, but when me and Becca got a place and we actually lived somewhere, after a while, I'm like, I need to get out of it. This is boring. Like, I don't mm-hmm. like staying still. It's really dull to me. And I said to Becca, you know, if I was single, I would probably be just like a drifter. Like, I'd probably just bum it around the world until I died because I don't really have any ties yeah, as yeah. such. Um, this is this is me pouring my heart out again is, it, <laughs> is this I regular feel, in the show no, yeah I feel it's like the, uh, to the, me it's, it's a little bit like a, it's a psychiatrist couch fucking <laughs> with, with I feel like the listeners won't know too much about me See, more than I know about myself I think it, this all comes down to how you perceive your life to be because when you're saying about virtual reality yeah so I find all of that very gimmicky I know, is I know now, at the moment it's on the cusp but I'm saying as it improves will people you think 10 years ago, computer games, think yeah. 10 years from now. Like, what, okay, what was... really, they've not really... Okay, well, 20 years ago. <laughs> Mario. But it depends on... That was 20 years ago. But right? I think it depends on what satisfies you. So if you... Well, yeah, I mean, not so... everyone will be taken in by it, but I'm saying like no, but... some people. No, exactly. But this is where... Because like, I'm not into Fortnite. I feel like my faith comes into play. Because mm. every week I'm reminded of the fact... Well, my fact that there's something bigger than myself, mm. right? So if uh, the, we've got everyone on the planet now has access to like almost unlimited knowledge, like you can learn anything. Everyone's getting degrees these days, and not just stopping at a BA or a BS or whatever. Everyone's getting masters. Everyone's becoming doctors. Like everyone's becoming experts in their own field because we're just like hungry for consuming information consuming everything that we can possibly lay our hands on yeah yeah that we're becoming it's like we're like it's like people are becoming hungry for more and more they're never satisfied because they're always looking for something to improve themselves or something to and it's not bad in in and of itself but i it's bad for me i think it is because i can't be fucked it could it could be bad so i don't have a chance i don't want a degree but i don't have a degree so i'm fucked but I don't yeah. choose to have that as my life, but then I'm thrown, cast aside. Like, it's, it's like I will never... I know I talked earlier about how I don't 
strive to for work but at the same time i think a lot of that comes from like i am never going to have a good job because no part of me wants to i don't want to like do you know university and things like that. i don't want to do that i never yeah. have it's yeah. so i can't think of anything more boring i want to like experience things i feel like you were born maybe 20 years too late because 20 years that time before like my dad came out of school no qualifications got a job in london yeah and was on 60k by the time he was 40 and like that's nuts it won't happen now. never now mm. never they will take someone Ever. with no experience who has a degree yeah. over the perfect candidate who doesn't because they won't yeah. talk to that person to realize they're the perfect candidate yeah yeah they won't get the look in because when they first get them cvs money about cvs again they get the stack and they go uh, okay, not degree, not degree, not degree. They're on that table. I won't talk to them. Okay, who have I got left? Yeah, yeah. It just whittles it down instantly. It's an instant like whittle down process. I think it depends on, on what kind of industry you're in. Like I, 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 I we any off. any uh, interesting industry. Okay, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an engineer, and, and we apply, in, we we take on people, and when we look at their qualification, when we use the qualifications, yes, because there are different routes into engineering. There's nothing as is as defined as going and getting a degree. Yeah, we well, have apprenticeships and stuff. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, and if you can show experience often as, a, as an employer, you when you sit down and have a conversation with them, you'll ask them, what can you do? Can you, can you, how do you approach yeah. this problem? And the more evidence they have in approaching that problem, the better and employable they are. There is definitely, but what, what the issue we have now is the fact that it's so easy to get a fucking degree in terms of like, you get given some money and then they make the exams like passable because it's better for you to pass because then they get more money from it. But I, everyone has a degree, okay? Yeah. And then and then the people who chose not to have that life. Um, but I only chose not to have that life because I couldn't afford it. You see, yeah, you lived in the in the well. Did you live in the world where you could? Still I lived in the world where I didn't want to be in fucking debt. But you're not really in debt. With yes, you are. You I, oh, you are taking money that isn't yours. It's I, fucking disgusting. Okay. I don't agree with that system, this, so I won't be part of it. Okay. Okay, on, on many things. One is... Isn't that what you're doing when you get a mortgage? Yeah. But I don't like... I don't have a mortgage. Well, hey, well, I don't have a credit card. Okay. <laughs> okay. I've never borrowed money. What about okay. your car? Isn't that a loan? Is that um, a- it's a loan in Becca's name, but I give her, I give her £100 a month. <laughs> and it's like a few grand it's not and even that I'm like oh I don't know about this yeah, yeah. this is a value I think system debt is a part of the game though like, yeah but I don't why is. though it just is why have we come into a side like, where the, and that's okay. the thing it's acceptance so look up, look at me and look at my brother though. this is a it's perfect, acceptance there's no such thing debt. as a good debt yeah, this yeah, is a perfect example right me and my brother my brother is amazing with credit what are you talking about what do you mean how is how is anything a good debt Depends on how much. Imp- if you if you had something that isn't yours, the if you take something you. that isn't yours, I couldn't afford this, so I took someone else's money. Yeah. How is that ever a good thing? But the system even- likes that. But no, but I don't like the system. Because it doesn't matter. Because it. the system is the one in charge. But I don't want to be part of that system. That's my frustration. You'll never get the perks. Exactly. Exactly. I will yeah. never. That's what I'm saying. I will never yeah. have. I don't like the system. Mm. I don't want to just be like everyone else. Bend over and be like, well, that's the system. Mm. So I will never have the things I want. But I guess to those people, because it I doesn't don't feel like such a bind. Because to me, borrowing money doesn't bother me. I've borrowed so much money in my life, and it doesn't. I've paid it back. I've never been in debt. I've been in debt, but I've never missed a payment. I've never, you know, got a bad credit rating. And that's what I mean. My brother's got a worse credit rating than me. He's much better with money. He's got more money than me. But I've got a good credit rating. Because so I, isn't that system fucked then? Well, 
But that any system yeah. works for if itself. If you just you literally just said you did in them two examples, you just admitted that it's fucked. Well, it My brother's fucked. better with money. I'm not saying and, it's and right. he he wouldn't give as much as me because I borrowed more. Yeah, like That's Liz, a terrible Liz is amazing with money, and she's really good. She can save loads of money, but on paper, she's never borrowed money ever, and she's never had a loan or a phone contract. So her credit rating will probably be bad. That's a terrible system. It's a terrible system. Oh, they're not. But, they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not but okay, you've got an issue with a particular value about about. Not borrowing money. I don't want to take anything that's okay. not mine, so that, that, ever. That, that, that's a belief system you, you hold. Other yeah. people may not have that belief system. Anything I have, what, I want to get off my own back. What, what you're doing, okay, is you're existing in a world which normalises a completely different set of views. Yeah, but it's fucked. Huh? But you're all admitting that it's normal. Well, it's, 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 it's nothing, not, and, and it's only normal because it's the majority normal because of people they make do it. it normal. Yeah, yeah they. I agree. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's what we should do. But if society decided something, in order to succeed in, in society, you most likely need to be ride to society to get to the top. So opportunities appear to you, the more likely you <laughs> you more integrate with society. Isn't it just a farce though? But every day I'm late to work because I refuse to be on time to work. So I'm like, why am I? Well, I would always work? be on time for work. I have a completely different value system about this. Okay, I don't think I need to be at at work for nine o'clock just so that everyone's at, at here at the same time. I'm an independent worker. It it's, depends what job you're doing. I, I mean, I'm an engineer. Sometimes I work with people. Sometimes I work independently. Because I've always been self-employed. So to me, I'm working when I'm working when I'm working on my money. Okay. Um, but I I've only ever worked for a company for six months. I did that for the last six months, but. I was like, you're paying me to be here from this time to this time. I will be here from this time to this time. When they tried to get me to stay behind, I would say, fuck you, I'm on zero hours and go home. Yeah, I wish to stay later. Mm. I, I wouldn't be fast. I'd, I'd rather, I'm more about delivering what the job is than the number of hours, really. But I, if, they, more quality if, if they they paid me for that, I would do it. But um, this is the job I've agreed to do. I will do the job for the time you said it for. That's what you're See, paying me for. See, but now you're thinking about That's things in a, in a contractual way, in just in the similar as we think of debt in a contractual way. Which is quite an ironic thing completely. Okay, but let's go on this contractual way of thinking about okay. things. By the fact, my boss, at the one, my first boss, was safe. He let me come in whenever I wanted. Right. And I would work a Saturday for him because he was cool. He let me come in late. I would occasionally um, maybe do an extra bit of work for him. Sometimes he would know that I've blatantly been on the lash. He let me the day off. Right. right. And I've got, I've, I formed this trust bond with him. Well, I'll do a bit more. You'll, or he'll do me some favours and we have this really nice relationship with working. If we lived in a completely different world when it was just, you work these hours and then you get paid. But that's the world or, we do live in. No, not completely. That's that's the world we're, we're told exists. We're but also, it, but we're I have also, a very different relationship with my managers. And a lot of people I know have very different relationships with their managers. When you work in a job where people are more geared towards what you deliver. I agree. With compared that. to the hours you put in. Because I'm going to feel more accountable and more autonomous and more emotionally tied to my work when I feel I can deliver it in the time flexibility I want to do and I have my own creativity if I'm just being told what to do like a clog of course I'm going to see 9am arrive yeah oh yeah, I definitely agree with that I definitely agree the work system's fucked but at the same time it's the one we've got mm. and it's like the, the money system I, yeah. I, I think the whole education system is completely fucked so I refuse mm. to buy into it and put money into it because it's awful See, I think it's, it does, systems... it's not an education system you're paying to get a bit of writing on your CV you can't, you can't mm. critique something without experiencing what it is um, I disagree 
I think you definitely can. I've never cut someone's head off, but I don't think it's a good idea to do it. Um, you play the computer game. Which, well, that, that, no, they, that's, that's the, no, you can't do that. Like I said, I will push. I will push things. I would, you know, there's certain things I think. Um, that's why I call it Hitler example. You can't compare things to Hitler. <laughs> they're, they're binary. Well, you can. Things. It's just unfair. Yeah. No, there, there's. The, I think you can criticize something without experiencing it. Yeah, but you can. But yeah, you, yeah. Really, you can, but it's ill-informed. But it depends on. But then again, you it comes could back say to what your what your end goal is, and you know I'm doing a degree at the moment, and people keep saying, "What are you going to do with it?" And I say, "I don't know. I'm doing it because I'm enjoying it." Yeah, that's yeah. that's to me that's a different mm. thing. If if something comes of it at the end of it, then then fine. But at the moment, people keep saying, "Well, that's gearing towards teaching," and I don't I don't want to become a teacher. Mm-hmm. So if at the end of it. However, I am interested in mental health. So if that can, if I can use that at the end to push me in that direction, fine. But I'm not doing it. I, I when people ask me why I'm doing a degree, I feel like a, a dick because I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm doing a degree. I'm doing it because I enjoy doing it. Mm. Like, does do I occasionally, you know, open my Mac and look at the module and think, oh, you know, of course I do. I think that's the same with any anything you do in life. You're, yeah. You know, even if yeah. you. Like love, 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 love. I do that with job. my music. You're still going to have my own creative like. stuff. I open it up and sometimes I'm just like, oh, fuck yeah, this. anything, yeah. anything, any. Like I say, I, I would yeah. make projects for myself. So, but half the time, I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? But yeah, I exactly. think I would, I would say, I would say that people younger than us are probably buying into that system you're talking about more than we have, mm-hmm. yeah, because that's all they, that's all they know, and that's what. But if people are happy to buy into it. Is that that's okay, isn't it? It's kind of brainwashing. I think right? at I, some I point, need to do this. I got, otherwise, I can't get on in this society. I think you we really, put too much faith in the in the capability of people to actually understand what decisions they need to make. What we do with education is we normalise something so that the people who can't conceive of what decisions to make because maybe they're too busy playing football, maybe they're too busy pursuing art, they've got the standardised model of how to grow up. What best practice have, has worked previously in life with most people? And, and just follow that, you know, go get, go, go get an education, go and get a job, go and get married, go and get a house. Mm-hmm. That's the start, the, the try test and methods we've had since like the last 200 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no one's saying that's, that's the only way of doing things. That's just statistically saying the best way to ensure that you're going to be, um, stable and happy when you're older. But that's changing now because the world is changing. Yeah, I definitely think that people are looking at that model and it is changing. But it's like people don't know what it's changing into and people don't know how best to move forward with... It's hard to... Like, Bruni, when you hold that method, like, you get a house, you get married, you have a kid, da da That's like, I know the next step. I know what to do. Yeah. When the model changes and you don't know what it is changing into it's hard to prepare for something and you've got more people to pull ideas from because they've done exactly that journey so yeah you know, oh, which is great when i'm like oh oh things can be different so then when i ask everyone how's it different where you go and get a degree that's mm. the only answer i ever hear mm. what, what what else is there what then then getting into degree yeah, but I, what that, if you don't in, want in the to? creative like, industries? So, so, I, so I've I work as an engineer I'm, I'm literally about to quit my job end of this year mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna be an engineer anymore also, I'm, 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 so, okay, so, so, so now I'm thinking about, well, what could I be? But what's happened through doing some time being an engineer is meant like, just, I know my skills. I know mm-hmm. what I'm good at. I'm not what I'm bad at. And you'll get that through life experience. You'll get that through confidence. You'll get that through yeah, yeah. doing things. And, and, and because of that, you start to see and resonate, well, what potential other things you could be doing. And also you start talking to loads of people and you realize how many fucking jobs are out in the world and how many interesting things you can possibly do. And whether 
you're okay with just kind of earning enough money to get by mm -hmm. and just follow your passions. I think what's opened my eyes is realizing I could go into counseling if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. I could go into um, maybe running a business if I wanted to. I could go into um, working in volunteer sector, building houses mm -hmm. if I wanted to. Um, there are loads of things you can do, but when you're 18, 19, your peripheral vision of what things you can do is very limited because all people tell you, yeah, is degrees. No one's telling you about all the other things that can be done. That can be done. I think... I feel like I'm on way too much of a tangent and like a lot of this is going to get cut because this yeah, is yeah. just me airing out some grievances. But yeah, all this, I, I find feel a little bit burnt out with everyone telling me everything is possible and every, yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Oh, it's an amazing world. Everyone's, you know, incredible and whatever you want to do, you can do it. You can't fucking can't because yeah, well, sometimes you're not good enough at what you want to do. That's being the best at what you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> and if, and if your best, if your best is still not good enough to work in the industry you want to work in, no matter how hard you try, you want to be an amazing artist, but you just, you're, you're just not that good. So, so no matter how hard you try, you're still wasting your time because the best you've got in that field that you are interested in is still not good enough for someone to pay you to do it. But everyone in this world will say, well, oh, whatever you want to do, keep chasing it. You're eight years old. You still haven't ever done anything with art. You've never been paid and you're fucked. So, but you're, you're actually saying two different things because you're, if you're drawing, you are an artist. If you are drawing for money, you're a professional artist. You can be right. an artist irrelevant. Yes, but I'm saying what you're saying, which is, you know, find the thing you want, you enjoy doing and try and make money from that. No, 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 no. I'm saying try to do the thing you want to do and do it. You can always find money in other ways. You can't. That's so naive. Or, or you can you can, you can can put yourself in positions where you, you take less money in. You could go live in a commune, mate. Okay. Yeah, in, you could. In a housing estate. But I don't think that's going to make you happy. Why? Why can you tell me why it would? If you if the idea of living in a commune is like that sounds miserable to me. I, I live in a co, co, a co a co housing community in Bristol. But, but that's fine if that's what you want to do. I'm talking about the person this imaginary person I'm using an example. If the idea to them is okay, the idea of living in a commune is, is a miserable experience to me. I'm a very insular person. I couldn't live with other people. They would make me feel uncomfortable. Okay. But but I, I wanna I wanna do art. And then you say to him, Well, you can do art if you live in a commune. That doesn't work for okay, me. Okay, you could you could you could still There isn't an could, answer could, for you everyone. In, you could live in a van, have very low income and and do art. I don't think that's gonna make him happy because it's not okay. a happy home I environment. Think, but I think from an I think it's a very naive perspective. I can't think coming from an education yeah. point of view, it is changing. Because slowly everything happens slowly, that's just the way society's changed. Society realizing there's a humongous pool of people that, through no fault of their own, are going for an education system where they're never going to attain GCSEs. So they're never even going to be able to get A levels, let alone degrees. Mm -hmm. So then, what do you do with with millions of people who have severe learning difficulties who then get to eighteen, nineteen? You know, what do they do with their lives? You know, you need to give people. If we if we could all agree that all humans would deserve to find some meaning in their life. Mm. Would we all agree that that's yeah. a fair thing to say? Yeah. Would it not be fair to say then that we should give everyone an opportunity to, to, to find meaning somehow? So it is, it is changing. I think slowly people are realising that, you know, and if I think about my son, by the time he's 18, he's probably going to, at this rate, he's probably going to need a PhD to stand out. And then there'll probably be something else yes. that you'll have to attain on top of that. And I think slowly... And I'm just speaking from the education <laughs> sphere. 
you know, lot, lots of the local authorities are thinking this isn't going to work anymore. We need to we need to think of a way of making education more inclusive and making it more accepting of people's own intelligence because you've got people. So you've got someone who's an engineer who's in, intelligent in one realm. You'll have someone who's an author who's incredibly gifted with language. You'll have someone who's gifted with their hands and can wire, a, you know, something wiry. I can't think of right now. You know, you've got lots of people good at very different things. And I think, again, this is just from my viewpoint, the way I'm seeing it and from what I'm hearing from the education world is that this is, they're realizing that's a mistake. This is not a sustainable thing because, you know, 20 years ago, if you had someone in your family going to university, that was quite rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, all right, cool. You're going to university. What no one in my family has ever been to university. Yeah. And Rachel was the first person in her family go- to go. And now her brother's gone. Her two cousins, are, you know, is, and that's the way we're going. Mm-hmm. That can't be sustainable because, like I said, like you say, you need another something thing. else. Yeah. What about when... It's homogenizing the, edu- the education system. What about when robots take over all our jobs? <laughs> He's got a fair point. And then, we point. Have, and then we have, and then we have a living wage. Even this week, I saw like bin lorries in the states now that have got arms on the sides of the lorries that just go get yeah. the bin, yeah, like that. You're like, well, that's another job gone. But then you think that they're <laughs> going to have to bring in people are going to have to have like get given like twenty five grand a year or twenty grand a year, everyone, and then you can thinking. you, you can subsidise that with, with work. Work. I've met. Um, we've all got a mutual friend who. I've already beeped that name, but yeah, yeah. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> you know, when he came, when he came to, sat next to me, the first thing he said was, "How much money do you earn?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Being offended, and the thing is, like, mate, is that your is that your sole purpose is to get money? I've seen him once. Since validation, then. I guess. I've seen him once since then. The first thing he told me was how much his suit cost. Well, yeah, I don't care. If, and if that how gives much people meaning, then, then fine. <laughs> but I just feel like, like, so last last week. I was in, I was in, I'm doing this to play my own trumpet, just as an example. I was in. <laughs> we'll be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I was, I was in Calais. I went with my friend who works with the refugees over there. Um, and he said, he said, oh, could you give me a hand? He said, if I'm being completely selfish, it's just a long day if you're going on your own. Like, I don't need help really. I'm just going to get bored. Mm-hmm. It's two and a half hours to Dover, an hour on the ferry, and then the same, you know. I was like, yeah, sure, that's fine. And I'm so glad I went because it kind of, Whilst I was there, I was able to, again, I was reminded that I'm I'm a very small cog in something which is way greater. Um, and I was able to spend some time with people who have found a meaning in, in, in charity work and in doing something like, um, yes, you were talking earlier about, about volunteering and finding your meaning yeah. in that, in that mm-hmm. sphere. So I think if we could all just adjust our thinking... Away from money and away from yeah. reaching the top, which is bullshit, and there's only like 5% of people in the world that will reach the top, whatever that is. But to be fair, I think a lot of people aren't interested in reaching the top. Yeah, I guess I guess I'm looking at, yeah, maybe. But yeah, and some people just get lucky. That's just luck, isn't yeah. it? People create their own luck. Some people you look at and you're like, how have you got yeah. to where you are? I know, I know people. Yeah. It's like, you're a, you're a <laughs> day they about like I am. How dare you have a decent job? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think the, the, there's an infinite amount of things you could possibly do. Is if you if you take away the concept of 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 progression through some career ladder, or take away this the value place in money, and so many doors open up. And even to a certain extent, if we take away our thought process that I am only one thing, 
I am only an accountant. I am only good at maths. Yeah, I, that is something creative. that really bothers me. When, when you mm. can, you have the capacity to do many things. Some things you're just better at learning, but other things take a bit longer. And, and if you, if you're in the right environment, you can, you can, you can really get to it. Yeah. I think I've found that really helpful since going part time and being with my son two days a week. But I think it's particularly helpful that it's on a Monday and a Tuesday I'm doing that because it helps realign my focus that I'm like, right. I'm I'm a dad. That's my main priority. Before I start anything else, before I start work, before I even think about my wife, I'm a dad. That's my um yeah, that's my focus. <laughs> and it kind of then puts everything else into perspective so that when I do go to work I'm thinking I'm here so that I can give my son a roof or or so that I can whatever. Um well, one of my biggest frustrations always has been in in terms of when you meet new people. Um, and I never do it, and I find it odd when people do it, which is... Um, I'm Bob and I'm a... Yeah, they introduce themselves with their job, and the first thing that someone asks them is, what do you do? And I'm, I find that very odd, and yeah. I've never... I was I, asked it recently, and I was just like... I've um, never thought to I'm introduce myself things, by what like, I do in terms of work. <laughs> I like it, like it, it, it describes you as a person by what you do for money. It's a yeah. thing within the working world, I find, especially as like a young professional. I remember being in London and you meet other young professionals in like bars and clubs and your way to determine how to interact with somebody is based on your relatability. So you lose relatability to form conversations. You're in this big city with random other young people. How do I forge connections with people? I'll start off with where are you from? What do you do? If you're also an engineer, I've got something there. Right. And then I can start a conversation out of that. See, this, this is coming from someone who doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who is upset, doesn't doesn't socialise basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've ne- if I'm, when I have been forced to, I've I've never I've never I've ne- I always find it weird even on game shows. This is Mary. She's an accountant from such and such. I'm like, but who is she? Yeah, she's yeah. she's an accountant. That doesn't explain who she she's is. She's a soundbite, isn't it? Yeah. You don't yeah. want to scratch too deep on television. Yeah. Because otherwise, people start thinking. <laughs> A dangerous thing. Like many people, she has issues with anxiety. She's uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Mary. She's <laughs> and after death, she thinks there is nothing. <laughs> yeah, but um, as a follow-up to my, um, you know, people spending time with virtual reality world. I, I, can I've got a thing on reality directly from what you're just saying? Okay, because because you're talking about being um, in with your uh, being a dad. Mm. Okay, and um, and then being at work, and and aspects of of being at work are obviously going to be supporting your father figure. So actually, your 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 father role. So in some ways, actually, your perception of work is the reality you you create of it, the the, the meaning you grab, you 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 hold to it. Maybe how you interact with some. Of the, I don't know how old your kids are you work with, but if they're, if they're younger kids, they're the same age as as your son. You know how you engage with them, how you interact with them is going to be heavily biased, not biased, but driven or conditioned mm. from that father role you already have and having maybe even having that oh, distinction yeah. of having yeah. these two days is this changed. these two days are this yeah. uh, means it creates it creates an even higher emphasis when you're placed outside of being directly with your son to yeah. with those kids like it's definitely yeah. changed the way i work because you used to just go and just go to work and, yeah you know, now i go and if i find myself getting frustrated with a particular kid I'm like, right, this is someone's son. Yeah. How, how would I want someone to treat my kid? Exactly, yeah. yeah. But it's sort of, I always... Um, it's like a new perspective. Of it. Yeah, it, it does, and it changes. Um, and I was thinking about, coming back to The Simpsons, but you'll see why in a minute, um, about the episode always, always. where um, 
Homer just keeps getting put under loads of oppression at work. And oh no, it's he starts at the plant. It's the story right. of how he starts at the nuclear plant. Oh, okay, yeah. And um, there's like I think I don't know how it happens, but um, Mr. Burns wants to like remind him that he's this is his work and this is what he he's... quits the plant that's because it, he's like yeah, we're yeah. we're financially stable now. Yeah, it's fine. It. And then he finds out they're having another he kid. He has to crawl through the and he's like he's already quit. His, yeah. yeah. So yeah. he comes back to Mr. Burns on his hands and knees and then they put a big sign by his desk. Um, but then Homer changed, puts loads of photos yeah. of Maggie. Don't forget you're here forever. For Don't forget you're here forever is what he puts on. Yeah. And he puts photos of his daughter over it and it changes. It says, says do it for her. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's sort of... Guys, like, for, for something amazing, that sounds really silly. That's the Maggie episode. The first yeah, it's Maggie. Ever, that 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 brought a tear to my eye because I I could connect with I was like because there are days where you just like oh my life this is why am I here yeah it's just good to have you know not everyone has that and it's not to say I think everyone needs their thing like what am I doing this for what am I yeah if you are going to enter into a system and like I said I, I I often on these discussion episodes I'll be extra facetious I like to push people and I I, I pretty much said to Becca recently like you know I got to enter into the system. Um, so for all my argument, all my argumentative shit on the system, I, I pretty much accept. Like, I got to enter into the system. I've got yeah. to be a part of it. But I've got to find a way of life which makes being part of the system. Like, what am I doing it for? And that's yeah. like my own happiness and the thing I'm doing it for. So in reality, in January we're moving to Leeds, and when we get there, I'm probably just going to take any old job um, that I can get. Yeah, I won't get a good one because I didn't pay part of the system. <laughs> it'll, it'll, be, um, it'll be some job. It'll be like bar work or something, you know, whatever. And um, I will... But are we finding... But the fact that I'm in a place I want to live and I'll be surrounding myself by things I want to do yeah. and I'll be living my life in a certain way will make doing that Worth, worth doing it. I've got something yeah. to do I've found for. that since I moved to Bristol exactly I used the exa- exact example of beef on the way I said I said since Tiss has lived in Bristol his brain seems to have really calmed down yeah. he's not constantly thinking how can I make myself happy because he's in a place which is making him happy yeah. so everything well. else is like a way to yeah. stay in enter into the system like to, to make yourself happy where I am now at- at the stage I am, I'm just like, yeah, exactly. I want to build on this, so, so I'll work hard. The, the work side is almost like secondary because it's just a way to keep in this happy place. Yeah, and so that to me is probably what I'm going to end up doing next year. Yeah, I've sort of turned my back on doing the creative stuff for work because I want to keep doing the creative stuff for me, and yeah. to keep doing that stuff for me, I have to enter into a system that gives me enough time and money to do that. Exactly. Um, ideally, I I would like to get in a position where I can work part time on that and part time on my own things. Yeah, yeah. And I don't care if that gives me less money. Like you say, if you've got less money, but you're, you, 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 use, like, you can live in a van, you can live in a commune, you can live in whatever. If I can live in a, a modest abode, hmm. but give enough money for me to enjoy the things I enjoy yeah. and enough free time, yeah. I will so, take less money to have more free time to do the things. Then I'll have a good balance. It's getting to that point. Yeah. Um, but my follow-up to the virtual reality worlds was... Um, so I, at first I said... Um, if the world, as the world becomes worse, or people deem it becoming worse, and virtual reality comes better, will people spend more and more time in virtual worlds? Well, we we sort of did and didn't touch on that. But the follow up is, um, and this is a question to each of you: If given the choice to ditch this world um, and become strapped into a perfect virtual existence, one that will make you happy, the world you want, would you take it? Don't know. Well, it's San Junipero. Yeah. 
Yes, yes. If it's San Junipero, yes. It's basically that. Yes. What's San Junipero? The, the the best series of Black Mirror and the one you it's didn't the best watch. Episode it's the best episode of the best series and it's the one series he hasn't watched. He didn't watch series way? three. But what are you doing? I don't want to... Uh, I want you to watch it and experience it. Yeah, yeah. Well, who would everyone be there, though? Would you guys and Lids be there? Well, it would be your perfect existence. So it wouldn't actually be us. It would be... In the, in the version I'm giving, it's your representation of the perfect us. Yeah. Nah, fuck that. I want the real ones. You would take it what's I'd not. take the pain but even the But even the, even the... Perceived realness. Yeah, you'd piss. You'd so it's piss not quite. It's I've not quite. Put Sanjana a lot of Perry. stock in this life being kind of true. As much as most of me knows it's not true, there's a small part of my oh, ego which would oh, shatter yeah. if I oh, found out. Okay, it wasn't that, that's true. a good point. In this okay. in this perfect universe, do yes. I know it's not true? Hmm. I, I hadn't I hadn't decided on that because it's like you you know going into it, they're, they're saying to you, look, you you can strap yourself in to your idea of the perfect existence you want you're giving up on the real world you're... is that kind of like taking heroin though Essentially. kind of is I guess so. because in the same way oh, no. you're going to disappear to all your friends <laughs> yeah. if I said yes yeah. I'm like fuck you guys I'm taking the fake one yeah it's heroin oh, I thought we were all doing it no we're all going to be all going to be in our mean, own personal going, perfect existences Stop. but I, then I'd know that you are happy and I'd know that everyone else is happy mm. so well, if I was taking heroin worry. Even though, say, like... What if he changed his mind? Or what if, when you plug in, it's not... Like, they are all different the wrong cartridge in. Or, like, I, I don't know, I would worry, what if such and such isn't there? Or, like, I don't know. Um, and what's what's interesting about this is... <laughs> Me. If, what if, what if Tiss isn't <laughs> there? No, it's perfect, because it's your version <laughs> of Tiss. It's not actually Tiss. What if Tiss is It's your there? version of Tiss. Yeah, but what if my version of Tiss isn't as good as no, Tiss? No one's version of Tiss could be exactly Tiss. <laughs> Your brain couldn't from. concoct it. It wouldn't be as because bizarre would... enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then I would know it was fake, and then that would make me miserable. And then you'd realise, you know, I oh, I took the choice. Like, this can't be the real world. Yeah. I took the choice, and this doesn't feel quite real. I think, I think like, I mean, yeah, initially the answer would be, yeah. My initial doesn't... answer when I said it was, yes. Because no. who doesn't? But the more I think about it now, the more I say happy. no. But then it's, that's what happens when you're around your friends. That's, I think, when you reflect on, you know, what is this world? No matter what you're talking about, mm. it's kind of like, you know, what is this world I'm living in? But with um, with the whole, like, p- perfect world, like, what is happiness without misery? Like, you, you can't have one without the other. Happiness is only happiness because it's relative to misery. Yeah. So that's true. I find that. Like, mm. with Buddhist monks, they try and stay on, like, the level, don't they? They try not to get too hyped, because then they'll go down. So they try and stay on the level thing. But I find... What's the point? That sometimes the stress of working all day is complemented by the calm and peacefulness of coming home do you and not, chilling. Do you not think that sometimes change you that. wished it balanced out better, though? Because I feel like yeah. I have crushing lows and mediocre highs. <laughs> like, it goes lower than it should I and not like quite as high as it should. blissful highs and some desperate lows. Well, not anymore, but like I have before. I feel like the wave goes up. I feel like I never got the up. I feel like I never got the real, real up. Mm, Sometimes I do get super up just for (laughs) natural, just like bang. Almost like stay out of my way. mm. (laughs) But then I'll come straight back down. Like, I don't know, even when I'm happy. a cup of coffee and I'm just like, yeah. Even on my best day, I can have like, I'm feeling very happy, but then there'll be at least a moment in there I think, I'm happy. I found yeah. that when you know I mean? and have really it. good weekends, 
the Monday would be super hard because yeah. then we'd wake up and be like, oh, I've got a whple. I've had a few times in my life when I've been like, this is great. Yeah. Um, but I would say basically the whole time I lived in Vienna, I was super happy and I was like, I wish this was my life. And yeah. then when I came back, it was extremely hard because I was like, that isn't my life. Mm. I wish that was my life. I wish what I was living yeah. for that time was what my life was all the time. See, if I had to move from Bristol, I'd be really upset. Mm. Really upset. And then I've had not even lifetime, just like, I have had like, you know, times I've just been happy. I would say my time in Japan, I was, I was really happy. I never went to live there, but it was just, yeah. that was a really happy time. Really like, fun. Life I always wonder, really I think about this a lot and I'm thinking, because um, I've always said to, to Rach, I'm like, well, if I hated my family, I just moved to New Zealand because I just, I, I loved it over there. It was just, yeah. It's so it's so beautiful. The people are amazing. The culture is just, just it's it's lovely, you know. And I felt so happy over there. And we've got friends over there, and they've moved to this like national park, and it is like breathtaking. And I was talking to him about it, and he's like, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, we moved here a few years ago. I'm like, mate, it is stunning. Like your pictures out your back garden is, and there's a mountain right there, like. That is absolutely insane. Like, how can you complain about that? Is it um, weird of me to say that I think I'd, fight, I'd get bored of it? He said the same thing. He's yeah. like, oh, you get used to it. Everything becomes relative. I, I get exactly. bored of things. You get used to things quickly. But that's and what I mean. Would you like not get, you get bored of game, happiness? And you put the game in, you're like, this is going to change my life. If yeah. you were happy all the time, would you not <laughs> Red, get bored? Red Dead will change my life. Would you not get bored <laughs> of the of the respite from happiness that but you ha- get happiness, from misery? Happiness is like on a spectrum. You don't have one type of happiness. You have different levels of happiness that actually touch you in different ways of ecstatic yeah, happiness yeah, you have definitely. emotional happiness you have like connective happiness you have that that joy of excitement when you've learned something that sense of belonging when you've part of a community mm. and I guess it's that exploration of those different forms of happiness and understanding that different forms of happiness yeah which is the pursuit of it I don't think I've ever had the community happiness I don't think I've ever been part of something and felt I like this I have since I've become since I moved to Eastern massively yeah I'm hoping I'll get that in Leeds. I honestly do. Mm. I'm hoping I'll be more social and like I'll go out. You'll have more groups and you can get and to. do things yeah. with people. But I mean, the closest thing I have to it is fucking D and D. And we just we just yeah. folded the group. Really? really? <laughs> oh, mate, that is so, that no. Is what it is the? Mm. <laughs> or are we just miserable? Well, I guess from your perception, no. So it's, reality is changing. It is. I mean, I'll cut that. <laughs> I was, saying, I was, oh, I was thinking about this um, yesterday, this very thing. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, if I could guarantee that that Joel could have like the perfect life, right? Happy. Okay. Like would like be completely happy all the time, yeah. and have everything in life that he wants all the time. Yeah. Would I want that? And it's like, a, like it's like we've just said. Like initially, I'm like, yeah, of course, that sounds perfectly fine. But then I was talking to Rach and she said, she was like, yeah, but don't you feel like you learn stuff sometimes from just shitty stuff you go through? Yeah. 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 And I was like, yeah, sure. And like we, we've, um, you know, we've got, we've got family friends who like, um, so one of Rachel's friends, she lost her mum to cancer two years ago. And she was like, at the time I genuinely thought like, I don't know what I do now, but I don't know what I do without my mum. How do I adjust my life to that? And she's like, now you know, if I had the chance, would I want it back? Yeah, definitely. But she said, I, I just feel like I've learned so much more. And she said, I'm not saying I'm grateful for that at all, but I think that's like a drastic example of how how life, you can just, you can learn so much about yourself 
through shit stuff that happens. You learn or more not from even the bad shit trips. stuff, just things that so tough though, isn't it? You know, life is mm. life is um I, I just think life can be one big lesson and this is why I've always said if you're not gonna go to university, please do some travelling because it will teach you so much. And even if it's not like a shit day, you'll learn so much about yourself just from being in a different place. Like I of, I often feel like um like the most I learned from travelling was in that place of loneliness when all of a sudden you're extremely aware of how lonely you are because you're the only person. Um, like when we were in China, we were, we were only in China for like 10 days, but it was enough for me to, to feel incredibly alone, even with my wife there mm-hmm. thinking, I'm like, I am very aware that I am thousands and thousands of miles. When you're in France or Spain or something, it's, it's so close to home and you're so, it's not, you know, I was just so suddenly aware of how, how different I was and how isolated I felt. You you need to insert yourself into other cultures to 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 see, you know, what what you experience isn't all there is. Yeah, I, yeah. There's something very valuable so much from that. that, and it's not it's not sadness and it's not misery, but it's just it's learning something from a fairly negative emotion, and you learn strategies and you learn how to cope with that and you learn how to reflect on yourself better. Yeah, yeah. But then you know. I, I think on some like negative feelings mm. and I just think, you know, you say you learn from them. Mm. I, I can think of feelings I've had that I wish I'd never had. Oh yeah, of course. But then you, you definitely would have learned from them, right? So um, how I like to think about things is, you know, sometimes your trajectory in life where you get to a position and um, something happens and then you can go down this path and this path. Mm-hmm. And then you go down the one path, okay, and maybe this path has brought you to Bristol, maybe this path has brought you to Leeds, maybe this path has made you have a kid. You Maybe at the time you um, were really considering the other path and maybe you wanted the other path, mm-hmm. okay, and then you go down this other path and you like it, you learn loads of things and you're really happy about it, okay, and you say to yourself, I'm glad this has happened. I'm glad I've gone down this path because look at the person I've become now because I'm a happier person. It's, it's all really good and you, you romanticize the fact that this must have been the good decision to do. Um, and, and, uh, but you don't really think about the other side and it's more than likely you probably wouldn't, wouldn't go down the other side and you probably would have ended up just as happy, just as, just as content, just in a different, just, just in a different, different environment. Okay. Yeah. Because you would have adapted and like given some kind of meaning to where you work. So I think that's what we're, all, we're always doing, always trying to make ourselves feel happy, trying to feel grateful, trying to place some kind of uh, explanation, definition, understanding into the situation we're in. Um, so no matter what emotion you ever feel, you'll always come out of it thinking that was a good, that was a good thing to go through. Cause I think it's a human condition to do, mm-hmm. um, with survivors and we want to body survive and mentally survive. Yeah. I definitely find through work, if I'm doing jobs that generally give me anxiety where I'm just overthinking it, trying to get it done properly. The next few times I do it, I'll have learned from the not the mistakes, but from the, overthinking and uh, any mistakes I do make I'll learn from tenfold so that stress gets compounded and turned into a lesson which then makes me a better electrician so it turns negatives to positives I guess it's the way you literally look at literally with electricity <laughs> at, at the end of the day I guess it's up to us all to shape our own realities we should start wrapping up the episode yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay uh, we're definitely not doing two tonight no. <laughs> um 
So are we not? Mm. No, no, no. I'm like falling asleep right here. Um, the <laughs> so um, any final thoughts before I do the wrap up shit? I think we covered an awful lot. I think we covered an awful fucking. I think we've covered too much. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I two lessons. I mean, yeah, again, reality like, and discussion on the system. <laughs> yeah. Um, yet again, I, I decided that Weird Tales was the perfect place for me to have a breakdown. So, <laughs> if you want to get in contact with the show, you can at unexplainableuk at mail.com. And you can go on the website Weird Tales and the unexplainable.com where you can uh, find other ways to contact us. You can find links to our different social media accounts. You can find ways to support the show. Uh, you can click the little link that says merch and buy some cool t shirts and stuff. Um, and may possibly be new designs up by the time this episode goes up um, and the Christmas designs will be going up soon again and uh, listener of the week da, 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 da. I'll tell you what let's give it to Kim Sasso yeah, who has yeah. been trucking uh, across America listening to us as she trucks mm. uh, and she called she referred to us as her British boys a few times which <laughs> times which I love listener of the week Uh, so Kim, we're ha- very happy to be your British boys. Uh, keep on trucking. <laughs> uh, thanks to Yas for coming onto the show. Cheers. Cool. So always really interesting to have like another like opinion, another voice on the show. Really appreciate it every time mm. we do a discussion episode. And that's it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sounds perfect. So uh, until next time. See you later. Yeah. Just fucking well, maybe you had like a thing where you. No, you we do. Up. We try and do a bad pun. Oh. But uh, I'm out. We did yeah. like episode 50. Yeah, episodes. pretty much every ending since episode 50 has been like, we haven't got a pun. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we're doing all right with them until episode, what, eight or nine? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that like good puns are, are no longer within our reality. <laughs> 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 Fucking! Oh shit! Look at that! Wow! Oh, it's peeled the fucking. Oh shit! It's pulled Whoa. the um. I have no Wait, idea. What oh, happened. it's actually pulled yeah, the paint off. Yeah, it's peeled the, the uh, rubber off of here. Oh, the mic dropped moment. It was. I might. You have must have said something so challenging. Do you want another surface shocking. to put it on? I'll put it on the chair. Maybe this. I'll put it on the chair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was in the middle. I was going to say something fucking banging then. So. <laughs> You'll never know. Who's planning on doing it? <laughs> the pause ended. It's finished.